Hello, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters, and welcome back. We haven't done an episode like this in quite a while, so if you're a newer listener, um, a few years ago when there was a bunch of events going on uh, around certain times of the year, we would go to these events, set up the microphones, and have conversations with people, industry people, guests, all that stuff. So it's been a long time, but... We just had an event a few weeks back at Sip Coffee and Beer on Indian School in Phoenix, and it was a good time. Everybody had a great time, made some new friends, saw some old friends, got some uh, just really cool people on the microphone on this episode. Now, my buddy Steven Larson, Wizard of Zah, my man Wizard of Zah, just a super cool dude, good dude, and did a great job hosting on this one. So I started it off. And then Steven took over. Now, I didn't really kind of explain to him, um, except for, hey, just talk to people and see what's up with them, right? <laughs> That's about the instructions that I gave him. But uh, we get to hear his introduction a few times, Steven. So as I was editing through this, um, uh, we get to hear your introduction. And each one is better than the last. So nice work, buddy. Give him a follow on social media. Uh, all these folks that you, that you listen to. Um, on this episode go check them out really really cool stuff going on special shout out to mo and josh at sip for partner up with us for this event it was a great time kind of just the start of things we're going to continue to do these types of things and this was really exciting so people in the past have have we've gotten really good feedback about these episodes because it kind of gives you a little glimpse into not only behind the you know behind the scenes a little bit with with breweries what's going on uh, at the current moment, but uh, you also get that ambiance right. You can hear what's going on in the background, and we want to uh, we want to welcome you to those and, and in person as well if you're able to. But maybe you listen to an episode and you're like, I want to be there. Well, come keep uh, keep an eye out on all these events. Follow Tap That Az and all your favorite breweries in Arizona, all your favorite people. Now, before we jump into it, it's the holiday season coming up, right? People talk about as soon as, uh, you know, Halloween's over, it's Christmas time for some people. Some people hate that. Man, I like people get fired up about that. So I'm going to take neutral ground and say, where was I? Where was I going with this? Um, Christmas, holiday season. That's it. Okay. It's a holiday season. And what better gift to get your best beer friend than the Arizona Beer Book. TheArizonaBeerBook.com. Go to the website. We highlight 37 breweries, 35 breweries actually, a cider house and Superstition Meadery. Um, a meadery. So yeah, I should probably, this is not the best commercial. So go to the website, TheArizonaBeerBook.com. Check it out. Get your friends the best gift they've ever had. Get yourself one while you're at it as well. Let's get into this one. This is a really good time. Event conversations at Sip Coffee and Beer. So, yeah, there have been times where uh, I'm like, it's so exciting. First time on the podcast. They're like, this is like my fourth time. I'm like, well, shit. Like, if it was at beer festivals or events, then there's a reason that I don't remember. Uh (laughs) So, Rachel, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Yes, yes, you are. Explain who you are exactly, not just Rachel. Um, well, my name is Rachel Benkowski. Um, I work for Bonehouse Brewing. Um, I'm a beer slinger there, do marketing there. Um, I teach beer school there. 
Um, and part of that is my Instagram uh, page, which is Brews with Bierkowski. Yeah. Uh, which is babes and beer and beer history and beer education. So, is that the name? Is is it all at uh, Bierkowski at all of that? Oh, you just explain. <laughs> I tried to re- I tried to remember it all so I could repeat it back, but then I forgot. I'm like, shit, I don't know what that was. But it was a horrible joke. It was a horrible dad joke. Uh, <laughs> that would be an impressively long Instagram name. That was. Yeah. That was. And then I got distracted. Somebody's taking pictures. Like, my focus was off, Rachel. That's so okay. you, you got to hang with me here for a minute. Uh, so, no, this is fun. So, this is. So, we used to do this for uh, Real Wild and Woody. Um, uh-huh. Uh, what was the other big one? Strong Beer Festival. Oh, yeah. And those were fun because you would get usually brewery people on at the beginning, mm-hmm. and it was really fun conversations, and you learned a lot. Uh, and then as the day progressed, then it got <laughs> bad. And then it was like people like the m- microphone smelling like, you know, like vomit. Yeah, so. That's good stuff. Yeah, so you got to find that balance. So. Sure. so, anyways, I hope we don't get there. Uh, well, I mean, it is only a Thursday night. So. It is. It but. is. Thursday, Thursday, isn't it is thirsty Thursday, Thursday, and it's one of the nicer. It's one of the first really nice nights. So, well, cheers. Hey, you want to try this with yeah, me? Yeah, what is this? So this is uh, cheers. This is a prickly pear goza from Wilderness, Arizona uh-huh. Wilderness. Yeah. Um, Andrew, their sales guy, uh, awesome, awesome dude. It's really good. It's really balanced, right? A little sweet, a little tart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Very nice. Good um, summertime sip in the pool. Yes. That's the vibe I'm getting right now. Yeah, but it's not like um, sometimes with the sours, they go a little too long. Like, you know, they just. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, this is there, like. and then it's like, poof, gone. Yeah. Have another drink. <laughs> Have <laughs> yep. some more. Yeah. Have some more. Yes. <laughs> T- tempting and teasing you. Which transitions into what you guys make here. Well, let's back up a little bit sure. because um, I love the can art of, of Bonehouse. But how did how beer how did beer start for you? Like what Because at this point it's more than just casual drinker, yeah. right? Like it's a big yeah. part of your life. It's a huge part of my life. Yeah, how it's and why? Crazy. Um well, so it depends how far back we want to go here. Um Okay, let's go way way back. <laughs> what was the first time you drank? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that might be too far back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started drinking way, way later than probably a lot of people. I didn't start okay. drinking until I was in graduate school. Okay. I was a goody-goody and just, like, was in school and working, and that was, like, my straight and narrow. Nothing to be ashamed of, Rachel. Um, <laughs> but when I started drinking beer, I really, really fucking liked beer a lot. Okay. And um, I started working at Bonehouse uh, three and a half-ish years ago. Um, and then it just kind of exploded from there. Yeah. Um, I started my Instagram page just for fun. Like a friend was just like, hey, you should do this. I'm like, who, who is going to like care about beer that I drink? Like that yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Little did I know I couldn't have been more wrong in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? It's insane. It is. It's so cool. It is. Yeah. Well, because you put, you put uh, there's a lot of things that go into to what you do. Because you know what you're doing. Um, uh, there's creativity. There's artistry. Everything kind of goes into to what you present to it right you know um and you're part of the community too like you're a big part of the community so i I don't know for me that that has a lot of weight to it um because i know people that um are not part of the industry but act like they i don't know i don't know where i was gonna go with that (laughs) (laughs) 
what you mean. Right, right. You're you're because you post things of you doing the canning and like you're doing you're doing all the shit, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like doing the shit, and I want to do the shit. Like I want to do all of the things. All of the things. All of the things. Yeah, because I want to know everything that I possibly can. Why? Like, what? What is? The, what's the goal? Or do you have a goal, or is it just the the journey that you enjoy? Um, it's the journey I enjoy for now. Okay. Um, the goal ultimately is to work full time in the beer industry. Okay. Whether that be at a brewery or doing my own thing. Okay. Like um, having your own brewery. No, I, I want to go, like, in the line of education, like, teaching people about beer, like, ah, beer tasting. Okay, That's yeah, yeah. I nice. really enjoy doing that, because yeah. most people that drink beer know that they like beer, but they don't actually know why. Sure. Or anything about beer. Yeah. Or why they like IPAs versus Pilsners. Like, they're just like, oh, this one's too bitter, and this one's too malty. Yeah. Or they don't even know what those words are how to say those words yeah they can't even describe like how can you help somebody find something that they want if they can't even describe what they don't like or what they're tasting yeah yeah so i i get really nerdy about that yeah i really like getting into people and 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 figuring out what they like like one of my favorite things at phone house is when someone comes in with somebody and they're like well i don't drink beer and it's like well we only serve (laughs) beer here like that's it so we're going to find you something you like, yeah. and then we go on this journey together. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they actually like something that they would have never tried otherwise. I dig it. I so. dig it. Because I always tell people, like, you just haven't found the right beer. Exactly. You haven't found the right beer for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Like something like a sour. Like people are like, ah, I like wine. Well, okay, try a sour. Sure. Like a really good sour. Like a wild ale. Yeah. And people are like, oh, shit, this is actually really good. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I love it. I, I love it. And... So, what is your role right now with with Bone House? Um, and like, what is their st- like? I've we've had them on the episode before. Um, yeah. My their names are escaping me right now. Keith and Andy. Uh, Keith and Andy. Yeah. Um, awesome dudes. Like the depth in which everything goes is uh-huh. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was so many episodes that ago that I forget, and, and my listeners probably forget too. So, what is Bone House? Yeah. Um, so. For those who have either been to Bonehouse or who have seen our can art, um, they will probably recall lots of skulls or... (laughs) (laughs) We got to pose for pictures. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was like, why is Eric (laughs) He's not making eye contact with me. (laughs) Sorry, I was trying to listen really hard. I was trying to do both things. That's so great. That's so great. So skulls and yes, skulls yeah. and and a lot of people are like, what's up with all the the dead you know dead stuff around? Yeah. Like the tap rooms decorated with skeletons of animals and people. Yeah, um, some real, some not real. Which <laughs> some there are actual real human bones in the yeah. tap room and spots. There sure are. That's well, that's what I dug about it was that. I don't know, and I think I even told Keith this. I'm like, it, it, you, you think it's going to be cheesy, right? When sure. you kind of see it, like you think, it's, all right, yeah, I've been to the old ghost towns and stuff like yeah. that. And then you go in, then you talk to them, you hear the story, yeah. and you know, how everything's intertwined. And you're like, this is fucking incredible. <laughs> like this is this is super cool. And I feel like I did an episode with them right before the pandemic hit, or maybe I don't know, some during that, and we just lost contact. But I, Keith and I were just like nerding out nerding together out. Yeah. with ideas, like let's do this, let's yes. do this, yes. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so go ahead. So skulls, bones. Yeah, skulls, bones, death. Um, so when a lot of people walk in, um, they think 
being in the Southwest here and it being familiar with in our culture would be Day of the Dead. Yeah. Day of Muertos. Um, and it doesn't actually come from that. I mean, we're okay with people thinking that because yeah. that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Um, sure. But our inspiration comes from like catacombs in Rome and Paris, where bones are arranged in these beautiful artistic ways, um, and those are to be a reminder of your mortality. So we really like that idea, and Keith kind of brought that into the brewery. Um, so our one of our mottos, and it's actually on all of our cans nowadays. Um, it didn't used to be, but it is now. Uh, is memento mori, which is Latin for remember you die. So we uh, like to think of that as a call to action, that you live your life more to the fullest uh, if you are reminded of your mortality. So when you're in the tap room and there is death around you, perhaps you will enjoy yourself a little bit more when you are enjoying a beer at the Bonehouse. Wow. Yes. That was, <laughs> boom, perfect. <laughs> Put a bow on that. <laughs> no, that's great, though. That That is, it, it gives, it the way you described it gives the vibe when you're in there and you see the artwork, which the guy, I think the guy that does all the artwork is a local guy, right, He's Tempe? Local, yeah. um, so, but you get you get that feeling. And then when you start learning, because the, the, it's a story, right? Yes. Like it's a story about, like, there's the lost Dutchman. Yes. It's, it's go back and listen to, if I was good at numbering episodes, I would say, <laughs> but just look for Bone House, yeah. H-A-U-S. Uh, is there an E? Nope. No. Okay. The German style spelling. Yes. Bone house. Okay. So, what did yeah. you bring? What did you bring me to try? Yeah. So this is our Oktoberfest brew. We brew this every year. Um, so it is called Sunset Condor. Uh, it oh. is a Helles Bach Lager. So a golden heavy lager. Um, I'm a big fan of this beer because I really like Bach lagers. I'm like pilsners and lagers are what I'm really into right now. Okay. Kind of stepping back from the really trendy things, although now lagers and pilsners seem to be getting really trendy. Everyone seems to Maybe they're following whatever you like, Rachel. <laughs> You're ruining so. things for us all. <laughs> so, yeah, and people really dig this beer a lot. I think it's really nice. Uh, I like that it's a little bit higher ABV. I think it's 7.5%, you know, being Bach. Um, yeah. But it's nice and crisp. It's good. It's very good. Um, a little darker, right? For I mean, a yeah. darker lager. Yeah. And what is this? There's a story. Some story. Episode one. It's, it gets deep, huh? Yeah. Find a 13 in all of our... Oh, there's a... Yeah, that's right. There's a 13 in all the can art, right? There is. A there it is, right? I found 13. it. Come on, Keith. Wow, Jeez. that was easy. <laughs> right there on the cloth. See it? Or wait, I should have yeah, pointed out. I should have seen if you would have found it. <laughs> Anyways. Well, hey, I don't want to keep you from your table too much. We're starting to get busy here. So right. thank you for being the first guest. Hey, thank yeah, you for me. absolutely. And, and thank you also for being a part of the a Taste of AZ team. It is my pleasure. Yes, we yes. really enjoy having you as part of the team. And your your work is fantastic. So awesome. thank you. Thank Thanking you. you officially on the air right now. All so right. <laughs> it's not live. I'm going to cut that out. But <laughs> yeah. So Jesus. I always thought that you were older than me, so I mean, ah, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. That's a perfect way to introduce the two of these guys. Uh, our 29-year-old. What is your name, and uh, who are you representing? Yeah, so I, as we said, I'm 29. Been around the yeah. 30 in December, so we're getting close. Uh, and I'm with the Shop Beer Company. My and name is Dylan Dudigal. 
Dylan T. Miguel. And what is your role with the Shop Beer Co.? Uh, man, I, I oversee uh, sales and distribution and some marketing stuff. So Smile. He is the smile of uh, the Shop we Beer do Co. We our best yeah. to wrangle this industry. You know? <laughs> I thought you were just a resident 29-year-old over there. Man, this I would take that any day of the week. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when I hit 30? I don't know. Maybe I lose ah, a job. Dude. Get out of here, buddy. Oh, yeah, you're real. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's like caveman times at this point, right? <laughs> and uh, who are you, my friend? Tyler Tanner. I am here with Great Divide Brewing Company out of Denver. Uh, we're happy to be a part of this uh, local fo- focus event. We've been out here for a minute, almost as old as Dylan. Wow. Okay, okay. So, which is crazy. Uh, but I am 31. Okay. It really matters. I thought, uh, it does at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's no. right. Uh, Southwest sales manager for Great Divide. So okay. I cover pretty extensive territory I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, Southern California, and then here in Arizona for the last three years with the brewery. Okay. So. Nice. Oh, dude, people are just bringing kegs in your it's way. Dylan's it's yeah. just showing off the guns, dude. That's I knew right. Jackson, <laughs> I Jackson from, uh, from college. Oh, really? Yeah. Jackson is one of the founders of, uh, of Three Birds? Was yeah, it that, Five Birds? How uh, many birds are there? Well, are are they? Or are they? Yeah. Well, no. So, are they? Are they cider? Are they crush craft still? Honestly, I don't know. I'm Dylan. This is like a legal last... question. You're being bound by this. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're still crush craft. I think okay. That they are. I, I think that there's a transition. Okay. With them right now, and I think COVID has just been. It's such a time warp for me personally. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because at this point, things are like, was it before COVID, during COVID? And yeah, either way, they're making great cider and they have some here today. Yeah. It's great to have those two great cideries here in town. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something I I feel like is going to catch on more and more. Yeah. It's like up in Portland, isn't there a cider bar? Like where all they serve is just cider? Oh, really? Wow. Like variety of them. Yeah. Sometimes I make stuff up. So. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you get in the Pacific Northwest where uh, apples grow, and I feel like cider cider comes pretty quickly, right? That's, I yeah. would think no, so. I would think so. Otherwise, cider runs through the streets <laughs> in the northeast, <laughs> yeah, northwest. Beautiful thing. <laughs> they water their grass with like yeah, apple cider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So what do we what do we got today? So what a great what a great divide uh, bring us. Great divide is pouring uh, horchata yeti. Which is our newest and our most recent specialty Yeti release. Uh, Yeti Imperial Stout's been around for a minute. uh, I always like to tell people Great Divide is celebrating 28 years in 2022, which is pretty wild. Wow. We've been around as long as some of your uh, local breweries have had a glimmer in their eyes. Yeah. uh, Which is cool because... There's so many, there's so much great local beer, uh, and it's been really humbling to work with some of these local breweries and be like one of the first and one of the first craft beers I drank was Yeti Imperial Stout. Uh-huh. With the Yeti series, we put out four different seasonal Yetis, one new every quarter, and then we've got two specialties throughout the year. Porchetta okay. uh, Yeti being one of them. This is the first go around, and nine and a half percent every time. But just pure deliciousness of imperial stout. Absolutely. What do you think, Luke? Luke's uh, Luke, Luke's a flavor good. guy. I was expecting it when I saw it first to be coffee brown, and I took a sip of it, and it was definitely not coffee not brown. <laughs> so that was a little. Oh, oh you were thinking it was the shop coffee yeah, brown? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that beer is delicious. 
It is a good beer. It is a good beer. This is uh, this got a little more octane to it. Definitely, right? yeah. About double the octane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a loaded. You know, you couldn't you couldn't imagine stumbling across a Yeti uh, out there in the wild and not expect it to be a loaded experience. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to miss out when you uh, when you find your way into a Yeti. I feel like That's you guys sure. hit this one spot on. Yeah, this I is mean, good. Orchata is a very interesting flavor, right? It, it, it like the, the balance of the, the vanilla and the cinnamon there, and this is just super enjoyable. I yeah, you guys yeah. really crushed this one. I'm really yeah. excited. We this is definitely one of the more in, in my uh, three years with Great Divide sweeter Yetis we've done, mm. but I still think it's really nicely balanced. We we've been trying to kind of appease the masses as a pastry stout phenomenon keeps sure. growing. We <laughs> yeah. want to get more into that and be less of a bitter bum, uh, but this still has some pastry feels to it yeah uh, it can it can make those drinkers happy but it's also not overly sweet where you feel like you gotta take a shot of insulin after yeah drink a glass yeah. of it i don't know man i'm pretty close <laughs> and i'm enjoying it so the only other uh, the only other horchata flavored beer i had was the horchata cream ale from i believe it's borderlands oh that's right gave me that yeah yeah. Fantastic beer, but so different than this one. So yeah. Kind of the opposite of end of the spectrum with horchata beers, what they would be, I guess. Whenever I drink a beer like this, I'm not a big cigar guy, but I feel like I need to just sit on my back porch and smoke a cigar 100%. for a couple of hours. Oh, dude, it. yeah. Absolutely. You would taste it for days, too. Like it would just, that that would be, you couldn't even brush it out of your teeth. Yeah, and seriously. You wouldn't want to. Wouldn't Yeti. want to. Maybe after the first day. Yeti's a great equalizer. <laughs> when I get to put on those cigar bar events, and it's like, yeah, I have a good justification mm-hmm. to come home smelling like I just sat in a cigar bar yeah. for three hours. That's right. Especially <laughs> yeah. as the weather cools down a little bit, it's, uh, it's really, really nice to yeah. get out there and, and drink a glass of Yeti, uh, drink a glass of whiskey. And we, we partner Yeti with whiskey a lot, Ooh, um, yeah. as you can imagine, in the last 27 years. Yeah. And enjoy a really nice cigar. Nice. Yeah, and it's not Excellent. that cold at the moment, but in about 20 minutes when the sun kind of goes even lower and some wind will probably kick up as it does, this is going to be perfect because that cinnamon has a little bit of that warming effect. The fact that it's a bigger beer yeah. makes for a good nighttime cold weather drinker. See, that's why I asked him, right? You hear that? That was like beautiful. That was poetry. It's poetry in motion. In motion. <laughs> it was that motion. Was yeah. Speaking of, oh, yeah. I feel pretty fortunate that the brewery did me a solid uh, being here in the Southwest mm. when they came out with our two specialty Yetis that we drop every year. One is Mexican chocolate. Okay. And the other nice. Is yeah. Both are very uh, happy to the Arizona beer drinking crowd. Yeah. So both are flavor profiles that Arizona beer drinkers really enjoy. Uh, and it gets a lot of our partners out here in the Southwest very excited to get to drink these Imperial Stouts, even if they're not local. Yeah. They're affordably priced, they're delicious, and they're going to get the, they're exactly what you're looking for every time. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. I mean, this is just phenomenal. I always love drinking the Yeti series. Dylan, you're just, you're too good to me. This is a gem. If, it tastes, at, if yeah. something tastes as good, I'm going to say it out loud. <laughs> I mean, okay. like, this is... <laughs> well, what, what is what is the shop doing these days? What are you, what are yeah. you guys up to? I haven't seen your beers in any stores, uh, so I don't know if you it's guys like are still around. I know. <laughs> I feel like my soul's disappeared recently. <laughs> you know, it, uh, COVID was an interesting time for us. Like, we, yeah. uh, our sales strategy initially was on premise, uh, really creating that that environment, getting in 
you know, hand in hand with a lot of bars in terms of, okay, we get church music on, let's try and do something else. Let's really focus on one at a time. Because when we first started distributing, it wasn't, we didn't have that success. We had to retract early on, figure out what's our core. Early on in in COVID. I'm, or I'm just, sorry, I'm flashing back to 2017. But, but so when you launched, when we launched yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me, I'll just start. I, I saw it go. I saw it fly away out of like your hat, and I was like, I got it. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. and, and so we were on premise only. Uh, we were fortunate enough to get a canning line, all, all the um, ancillary components to get that in November of 2019, and the plan was to launch, uh, continue our on premise push, really focus on local restaurants. Uh, pick up where we can, um, and then dabble in off-premise May 2020. Well, we all know that timeline did not work out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll heck so up. we pulled the ripcord. We had some cans. We had, obviously, liquid in tanks. So we just ran that canning line, and it was just calling in favors, saying, hey, we have a, you know, you're saying you're going to take this product in, Church Music Crispy, May 2020. Can we, is there anything we can do to get it end of March, early April? And everyone was a yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that was a big part of the local push that we felt. Sure. Um, so since then, we have this two-headed monster now. Uh, obviously, our bars and restaurants are back open here in Arizona for the most part. Yeah. Um, and managing those two lines of business has just been trying to wrangle that beast and trying to figure out what it actually means when things level out and things are quote-unquote normal yeah um and and that's been very hard you don't want to make commitments to staff you don't want to make commitments elsewhere or if there's another shutdown if that variant does take over again yeah you bring somebody in maybe they had a very stable job before and that's that's really where we've been at i think things are, are on the up and up uh we're just fortunate to be on the other side i mean to be honest yeah uh 98 of revenue for us was draft beer Wow. wow! Dang, dang! Yeah. So I mean, it was it was definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, the market responded for sure, dude. I love like you see that church music handle, so many places. I yeah. I, I picture you in the in the truck, <laughs> you know, from, from years you know a few years ago of you being in that truck making those deliveries, making those sales calls, man. Right, I, I yeah, that's yeah. Where we started one keg at a time, and that, yeah, and that, and that had to be our mentality, and it still is. It's it's one account at a time, it's one relationship at a time, and trying to cultivate that in a time where I feel like it means more now than it ever has. Yeah. So many people have just lost their jobs, lost loved ones. You know, there's so yeah. much loss. Uh, but our industry hopefully can bring back some vibrancy and put a smile on people's face and be like, you know, we'll get through this. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. my favorite thing about where we're at right now. Um, just thankful to be here. I mean, yeah. to, to be honest, just to have a job, like to have the family business still going. Heck yeah, dude. I love it. Perfect timing, too, because he's, I think Mo's giving a toast up here. Jeez, we, gotta, we should probably shut it down. Take your hat off. Just kidding. <laughs> So, no, I love it, man. I love seeing the success of you guys and, 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 you know, knowing, you know, with us being friends, knowing what you guys have gone through personally, professionally over the last couple of years and to just see you guys keep kicking ass, man. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. And we're just thankful for the community. I mean, it's these days, Dave and I and Jason just feel like scatterbrained every day. It's like if we're there on time, we're excited. And, yeah. And that's a wonderful problem to have and a, a problem that we really wanted to have post-COVID is yeah. just being busy. Sure. You know, that, that's yeah. all you could ask for. And we're just thankful for, you know, having, being friends with Tyler for I don't even know how many years. You know, knowing you guys for so long and, and the, 
at all the great things that you guys are doing, and it's I feel like the buy local and support those that support in your local market is so important yeah. because they're getting yeah. weeded out. Sure. You know, yeah. you can't just dump your product here and not have support. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. to me, that's local. Yeah, Time yeah. Is local for me. Yep. You guys are local, and, 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 and that's what matters because the bars and restaurants are our livelihood. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. And we're so appreciative, even for the opportunity outside of the bars and restaurants, uh, for to get to continue to drink great beer. I drink my fair share of uh, local beer and local shop beer this last year and a half and two years uh, for those guys who were able to stick around through COVID. And not only for them to pivot, we pivoted in a huge way at Great Divide. So many other breweries pivoted in a huge way where our business in the past has been 65% on-premise, 35% off-premise. We're looking at 50-50 after a year post-COVID. So wait, so so for Great Divide, 65% of the business was on-premise? On-premise. Like with the restaurants and... Yeah. Oh, in Arizona. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Well, that's your hard work, man. I mean, the 65-35 split is a big deal because you're doing... And now we're we're looking at a very healthy 50-50 where the Arizona consumers are out there drinking packaged Great Divide beer. They're buying six packs. They're drinking four packs of delicious shop beer. So we really can't say enough. It's so great to go to a bar and have a pint of our beer. But it means so much more to us as a whole when you go into your Total Wine or your local grocery store and you buy a four-pack or a six-pack of our beer. You take it home, and maybe you're not just drinking it yourself, but you're sharing it with your friends. We, I love nothing more than to see go into a friend's fridge and see a six-pack of Great Divide Yeti or Great Divide Strawberry Rhubarb or Titan IPA, and then right next to it, you got a four-pack of the shop Church Music or Neonic or yeah. any of the delicious beers that they're having. Because to me, that just shows that throughout this really difficult last few years, you're supporting us where we've needed it most, and you've allowed us to continue to have this opportunity. Uh, both Dylan and I have been doing this for a minute, and we're really happy to still have the opportunity to, to be here and supporting our families and get to keep doing it. Yeah. So thank you for everything you guys are doing by having us here today. Yeah, dude, it's a pleasure. to spread the good word. I feel that gusto back in the industry. Yeah, you know yeah, like, yeah. And, and that's what I love. Like, I feel that that hunger to go out there and fight for it and, yeah. and, and still convert. There's so much conversion that needs to happen, even from macro to micro. What do you mean by that? Like, so, you know, it, it's, it's just your typical person that I, my favorite thing ever is, Oh, I'm a X, Y, or Z drinker, you know, my yeah. macro beer, my macro a, yeah. light beer. And it's like, once you go craft, you never go back. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is there's so much work to be done, and we can do it together. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you're a brewery putting out 1,000 barrels a year or a brewery putting out 30,000 barrels a year, we uh, we appreciate the opportunity, and we want you to we want you to drink it all. We yeah. don't just want you to drink local. We want you to drink regional. We want to support the local. Like, I, I go and give my money to the local breweries all the time. Because I'm drinking the regional beer on a daily, but uh, it's good beer. I, I drink it all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want you to do it all. We want you to partake, and there's plenty of delicious beer to go around. Yeah. Whether, like I said, it's it's big or small, the yep. craft is craft, and craft is family. Yeah. Boom! There it is. Well Shut that mic off right there, man. <laughs> awesome, guys. Hey, thanks for joining. Thank you guys for the yeah. Guys. Remember to stay, stay close it. to the mic because I always forget. I get so, and that's why this guy's a skilled, 
skilled man right there. That's why I tell you. Oh, you got the hat on. Can you do the? Oh, he he can do the hat. Dude, yeah. Like a DJ, what? Yeah, what, 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 what? So I have a. My nose over there. That guy's going deep and looking at me. Wanted to touch the microphone. Marshall, meet Abel. Abel, Marshall. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, man. Yeah. I didn't hear what he said, but he had a smile on his face, so said, I said, yeah. Man. I heard that. <laughs> hey, this man. is for you. Ooh. All right. So, uh, Abel, meet Marshall. Marshall, meet Abel. Abel it's a pleasure. Two of my favorite people. Double pleasure. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. And we'll explain Let's what this beer. is after. Right. After you drink it. Just, uh, you're going to wake up in two days. <laughs> this. Ooh. What do you taste? What do you, what do you feel? What do you get out of that? Remember, I'm not the beer guy here. Lots of hops, right? Hops? Yeah, yeah. I, there are hops oh, yeah. in it. Yep. I taste it. It's, um, very hoppy? Oh, yeah. Very hoppy. You're so far so good. <laughs> That's one of the ingredients. Yep, yep. <laughs> I hope so. Abel drinks three beers a year. This counts as... Wow. Yeah, point? actually, when you know the ABV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mezcal, whiskey, wine. Oh, I just damn. never been a beer guy. But when I remember with this guy, actually, the other podcast we did way back when, pre COVID, for uh, the end of the year, that was also the first time I had like sours. This guy's brought me along. Oh, like, that's with the, right. With the way the world, the beers are. I was like, oh my yeah. God, the candy. No, I haven't been drinking the candy ones. So I'm trying to like step into that but yeah i just love my mezcal well dude all right so what you're drinking here this is a beer this fellow made marshall is the the owner brewer of simple machine up on deer valley and 7th avenue and this is a beer called tap that az hazy ipa this is yours this is it oh this God. is it that's a big build-up huh yeah. i was hoping that he was like oh yeah i've had that one before no, no <laughs> yeah this is it I've now had it. Prickly pear. We got prickly pear in this. Uh, not wildly foraged ourselves because but Marshall said that. Still local, yes. You didn't contact Brett and say, yo, Brett. I that's why I told him. Pear. I uh-huh. told Marshall. I'm like, dude, I know some chefs that would forage. He's like, you know how much you would need. And we had bucket, like a huge bucket of prickly pear juice. Two. Two buckets. That's right. It was a, it was a lot. Uh, but there's the, the hops in it, too. That's what I like. And I think he'll appreciate that. So, Marshall, what, what, what are the, like, the significant hops in this one? All right. Well. We balance it with cashmere. Cashmere hops are one of my favorites. Love them. They're delicious. Um, and they, they can do a lot of different things depending on how often you use them. But the, the star hop in this beer was and always has been uh, and will be Zappa, which is the cultivated Neo-Mexicana strain that grows naturally in the uh, southwest. Yeah. Oh. So it's like the cultivated version of what, what grows wild. And there's only a few spots in the continental United States where hops grow wild. Yeah. Uh, northern Arizona, northern New Mexico happens to be one of them. And the strain that got cultivated turned out to be Zappa because it was cultivated on property owned by Frank Zappa's uh, estate or family estate, or something. Yeah. 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 Wow, so this cool. is a lot, like this is a Southwest hop, like a hearty, like badass, right? <laughs> yeah, Southwest. An indigenous hop that you've taken yeah. in and, yeah. and, and yeah. done some justice to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So close thing we can get out, outside of like just going and picking them wild. Yeah, yeah. But at least it's like um, you know they come in they're a little bit low on the alpha acids, so they're not they don't contribute a lot as far as the bittering goes. But they're really earthy. There's a little bit of spiciness to them. Yeah, um, they taste we, southwest. Kind of, yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, which is a good yeah. Yeah, exactly. We balance it with with cashmere, which is kind of more of a melon rindy. Um, in the right quantity, you can almost get like a vanillin taste out of it, hmm. which is kind of cool. Yep. It's um, changed. And then prickly pear itself. Blend, like a, an amount that's uh, proprietary of what, what percentage of each you put in there? Yeah, or is so, it? well, um, so we calculated, 
whatever whatever batch of Zappa we get, they you know get the malt or the hop analysis on it, and you we just calculate out how uh, how much we need to add to hit the IBU target for the ah, beer, okay. uh, and it changes based on what quantity we get. But then the dry hop on it, we uh, we kind of just split it uh, like 60-40 Zappa to cashmere. Cashmere is just there to kind of balance it out. Um, no. In this particular one, we went. Uh, I believe we went 50-50 on it because the prickly pear itself is so earthy. Like, it's not... Uh, most people eat a prickly pear and they think... Uh, or drink a margarita. I'd say, first of all, they're saying, why am I eating a prickly pear? Right, right. <laughs> Number two. But no, like anything you get prickly pear, even prickly pear jam, it's like there's so much sugar added, people are assuming it's going to be really sweet. Yeah. Um, but they're not that way if you eat them. You, have you eaten a raw prickly oh, yeah. pear? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, run, I run with these foraging chefs. Tamara, oh, when she nice. was here and Brett. Yeah. I've, uh, I've How come I haven't gotten the invite? I haven't either. I mean, I've gotten the invite, but I'm like, that's too early for you me. Gotta, like, uh, like, I literally, for Brett, I like, for my birthday, I said, hey, I want to go foraging with you. Like, where can we go? And he gave me like two options. I go, yeah, then yes. Like, that, that's how you do it. Like, yeah. You, you, you got to create it. It's otherwise, my birthday. Can I yeah, do it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He found hold- a hawk feather when we were doing it. Like, it uh, went, we, we were getting wild mint off the river. Like, it was next level, but it was like, I knew it was. I just, I yeah. never had gone because normally he drives way out there for like, five six hours and i'm like man you've got such, to such dedication and it was always yeah. hard with my schedule but i was like all right birthday we can do something smaller and even then it was just a small along the creek blew, it blew me away everyone in my family was like oh my god because he made brett's food yeah on the lake with this amazing like chimichurri from forage mint and like all the other stuff so it's one of those things worth it it's just a lot of people don't dedicate the time because it is yeah it is consuming for Super cool yeah for the value you get out of it though. you could honestly you could reach out to brett right now and like hey man i really need to get some foraging footage he'd be like meet me 40 minutes up at sunset <laughs> point I don't like, know now. He's, he's yeah. a new man he's up yeah i just found out i just found that out uh-huh. yeah luke told me brett if you're listening to this damn it i didn't find, find it from like 100 yeah. edible ingredients they didn't even realize <laughs> they had on the property yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't even think about that he will uh-huh. he definitely will well so uh abel uh let marshall know what uh, what it is that you do now so i've had two mezcals in my life all right Educate and me um, so I am the mezcal guy. We have a small little distribution company here called Compa Spirits, and we import oh, and wholesale our family's mezcal from Oaxaca, um, the Carreño line, and then our cocktail guy, Naran, which they're featuring tonight in the, in the Mo, the, the Mo, Mo Mule, I think you called it. Oh, the Mo Mule. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the Mo Mule. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then we started partnering with some other families. One lives here. One's in California, and we now bring in... We have 19 different spirits from all across Mexico, uh, ponche, different tequilas. Dang. So you've had kinds of mezcal. You just didn't realize that tequila is a type of mezcal. Just like there's all the different beers. Someone doesn't go to the bar and go, give me beer. They say, do you have a hazy IPA? Do you have what, New England style? Do you have a sour? It's the same thing with mezcal. you got to order the different types, the varietals. Oh. Um, and so we have a ton of them that are all delicious, and they all taste different. And it's just like wine. And it's fun to see people uh, realize the complexity of it. Because, like, the, the way you're describing, like, just your hops, I was like, oh, okay, Casimir is like tepestate in my mind. Like, I was kind of, like, putting your world in the mind because there are so many um, parallels to it. It's crazy to hear yeah. people talk yeah. about ingredients like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I had the same thing with coffee several mm. years ago. Like, these guys are talking about coffee and roasting beans yep. like I talk about malt and hops. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's crazy. It is. So this, it is. This is... Yeah, it's it's bringing a full circle for me. And so all of our stuff comes from Mexico. There's di- like when you were talking about like so mezcal from Sonora. So our neighbors like where you're getting the hops on that northern side. Um, that's called Bacanora. So again, there's, that's what's so cool. The things you were saying, even just within the hops world, 
it relates to the agaves, and agaves coming from a specific area that flourished, and those are the ones we use. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it all started from um, from the mezcal that you and Ivan, like the because yeah. so his business partner Ivan, how long have they had the the? They've been producing since 1904. Okay, it wasn't wow. really commercially. They they yeah. stopped because they never. It, when they were producing, it was just for family. Okay. Um, beginning of the harvest, end of the harvest, and then um, Apollonio's birthday is his great grandfather. And then they weren't really. It wasn't a bit like no one was drinking mezcal like now. Like now, it's yeah. crazy. I walk around like before when I first started this business. I say I had mezcal. People were like, "Oh, <laughs> you, you have mezcal? Like it, it's a it's a whole different world." And then about now, 14 years ago, his tia started producing it, or it started like actually selling it as a commercial business. And then for us, we smuggled for a little bit, and then we brought it up. Um, for about three years now, distributing it here, yeah, in, in the valley. Well, now like, we, we're all over. We're all over Arizona. Yeah. I see Naran on cocktail lists all over the place. Yeah. Whenever I see it, I always get it because you know it's going to be good. Yeah, it's exciting. Like we've we we had like your high end mezcal, so it's a very challenging thing to sell in this market when people don't really know about mezcal. But once we got something that was really palatable for everybody. Um, price friendly it, it was like oh wow this is why cocktails are so popular yeah. it's way easier to order that's why getting on the beer list is important for people because it moves when it's on that list or when it's on the tap uh, and for yeah. us cocktails is that tap because it just starts flowing like right now what's the cocktail special everyone's getting that because look at them oh this sounds delicious yep. let, me, yeah. let me get it yeah uh, so it's been it's been fun we enjoyed Love it, it man Growing the, growing the business, growing the team, growing the family. Everything's growing. Growing the right. family, dude. Yeah. Congrats on the new, but the, yeah. The, how old's your, your 30, boy? 34 days. 34 wow. days. my first, like, happy hour out. I told her we, we went up to the pumpkin patch earlier this today. I got back. I was like, all right, I got to go do this podcast thing. Yeah, yeah. How much time am I allowed? And I will be back. Yeah. <laughs> get 30. I'll give you 45 because I know you got to It's you. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I love you. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Give him a bath. So it's uh, dad life now along with growing the business. And Dude, the that's awesome. Else. But I, I love it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, what you, it's what you work hard for. Yeah. Dude, um, if anybody can hustle, it's, it's this guy right <laughs> here. I, so. just, I just met him, but. Uh, the passion I can tell is there, and yeah. balance it. Yeah, yeah, hard. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very. He's a very. You're a very disciplined person. You're a very disciplined person. That's uh, that's that's a key. Yeah, yeah I appreciate. That. I love yeah. it again. Passion's probably something I should get tatted on me because a lot of people say it, but it is something I, I live, breathe. Yeah, and I, I truly. It just slapped me in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like in his beard oh, and sorry, stuff. Yeah. He's got... Back in my pocket, <laughs> yeah. he gets out. He's a little wild. <laughs> my mustache is yeah. like offside now. I just got hit so hard by it. It's... Uh, what will be good with Mescal Barrel? What, what, what are we gonna? What, what should we work on these guys with? Don't don't tease me. Ah, I tell you, I'm... if I can, if I can get a barrel, well. We'll brew something special for it. Yeah. How do you we, get barrels? We've never done barrel programs until recently. Even then, we, we still haven't actually brought up the barrel stuff. But so we're all of our stuff comes from Oaxaca, Mexico, the, on the family side, and we want to build that bridge to Arizona. Well, we actually hooked up with some of our Arizona partners here, Arizona Distilling, and Delbach, and we sent a bunch of their barrels down to the hacienda. Oh, that's epic! To start some aging. So we'll have some rested. We're not going to go like to Anejo because we still want the agave to speak through with the wood. Um, but we do have some cool rested. Mezcal's are going to come up. They're going to have a connection back to Arizona because that's our Ooh. big thing. Is like Arizona's our our home base for this U.S. corner of the world that we're trying to take over. Yeah, um, but we want to partner up with the folks that have been doing cool stuff here. So those barrels will come back because there's well, some yeah. people want the want mean, the barrels. Sample's really small. Our two year anniversary is in January, but oh, congrats! Two is uh, a good thing, especially during the COVID time, man. Yeah, Marshall's grand, really trying to find an angle for that. Oh, uh, yeah, we both uh, are. <laughs> no, just saying. Just saying uh, you know, if and when, let's what would sit you down do? And, and design something really special for it. 
I want to try it first. I need okay. to try what came out of the barrel. That's true. That's true. Before I before I pick anything, I want to try what's in it. That's a pro right there. Yeah, yeah. You can talk a big game, but then you're like, ah, <laughs> shit. That's right. not what I thought it was going to taste like. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put in prickly pear. Can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm glad you guys got to meet. Glad you got to taste the pr- the tap that easy hazy. Pr- that's what I do, man. That's what that's I do. What he did. When he started pulling, I was like, oh, who's this guy he's sitting next to? Yeah. Who's this? Who's this? Who's this ginger beauty of a man? Yeah, the <laughs> <is good. laughs> I know, right? tell, but Marshall's got a great stash. He does. He does. It's, it's, good it's been a good mustache day. Yeah, yeah. Last I've, year was really bad for mustaches. It was. With the masks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. That but is true. This year it's coming back. No, Good mustaches for Mustaches are making a comeback. So. Good for mustaches. I'm getting yeah. an inferiority complex over here because I think right. I'm the only one at the table that can't grow a mustache. <laughs> I, I don't know how much of a mine I could grow, honestly. I think you can get a good porn yeah, star. Yeah, I, I definitely could. Have you seen Frank? Yeah. Oh, dude, Frank is like, uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about Frank. He's like Frank. Burgers over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is. Then he's got the smirk on his face. All right. And he's super Italian. He is. Oh, yeah. Who, Frank? Frank Chotti? He yeah, ain't right. Italian. Frank, uh, <laughs> Frank Chotti, from Chicago, Frank right? Frank Oh, yeah, hey. Strong name. Uh, that Frank Chotti? Yeah, dude, that's, oh, a, that's a gangster name right Strong there. Man. Strong man. All right, guys. Uh, i got to wrap this thing well, up. thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining, guys. Right, thank you. Marshall, shake thank your you. hand again. He's got, a, he's got a great brewer's hands. Oh, we're off recording. No, we're still recording. You can. I, I'm hey, leaving that part in. Like, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, the whole thing is rolling. I've been rolling <laughs> since 8 a.m. Uh, all right, everybody. Hey, welcome in. Uh, this is not Eric Walters. This is Stephen Larson, also known as the Wizard of Za on Instagram. I am a craft beer and pizza influencer on Instagram. And I'm sitting here with Ryan Brooks from South Norte. And from Arizona Wilderness. And Chris Turner from South Norte. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're out at SIPS Industry Family and Friends Night. And uh, I brought these guys in to talk a little bit about what's going on in their life and give you guys a little bit of information of, of what's going on. Uh, you were just telling me that you're brewing out of a place in Tijuana. Yeah, let's go back. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. started brewing, uh, home brewing. Uh, and then I got a job at Coronado Brewing, and it was an hour drive each way, and it sucked. So I rented a, an apartment in Tijuana, and it shaved. It's it's a, two fifteen minutes from the border to, to Coronado. Yeah, so it was a great. Before we go any further, I'd already asked you, but for everybody listening, they might have the same conceptions that I do about Tijuana, where you heard the stories, but you said it's actually pretty relatable to Rocky Point. Well, I just know it's it's a border town, just like Rocky Point, maybe a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Rocky Point's more of a destin like a vacation spot from yeah. what I see, but um, no, it's people are nice. There was no reservations, anyways. You had been no, down there. You I've were been like down there a yeah. million times, and people are awesome. The food's great. It's fun. Beer's cheap. Okay, <laughs> people are great again. So I, I, yeah, so I lived there for a little bit, a like uh-huh. year and a half, two years, and became uh, one of the members of the T1 Homebrew Club. I did some consulting work. I did mm. some collaborations. Just, just loved the scene, and I knew the potential of that growing yeah. in New Mexico. So and then it spawned the South, South Norte, yeah, South so Norte, south of California, or United States, Norte de Mexico. And I wanted to make awesome. beers that I was influenced by with the flavors of Mexico. We put them into our beers here. Absolutely. So a lot of like Mexican lagers and Mexican lagers, uh, beers with agave, Jamaica, coffee, chocolate. It's fantastic. Everything you can it think. sounds delicious. Yeah, I think most people think when they think Mexico, they think Mexican lager. Like I, that's the first thing. Well, I, that's I mean, that's what, you, what I crushed when I went down there. In the weekends, I was yeah, just yeah. drinking Tecate Rojas. Yeah, read all day long. <laughs> yeah. Armadillos. So the first one we came out with was my ode to that. Yeah, 
That's awesome. And are you guys distributing to Arizona? Yes. Okay. We have Scout distribution, which is awesome. Okay. So cans and kegs. Cans, half barrels, six stools. Uh, off the top of your head, some of your favorite uh, distribution points that that you guys send off to here in um, in Phoenix. Oof. Chris, so, chime in because he's, okay, yeah, he's out I here like every one. So few weeks. culinary dropout, we were at for a little bit. Um, rotating handle, the whining pigs of the world, divided vines. Um, oh yeah, divided ro- vines up by me. Okay, we're swimming at the pool at the, the um, craft pal- beers. Yeah, um, the pool over at um, Kimpton Palomar. Yeah, um, we will have Si Senor Agavamente and or No Way, no? no Way on. Oh, um, for packaged beer out in the pool. So that's kind of cool. They're going to be doing um, Ale Trail down on downtown yeah, yeah. next weekend. So uh-huh. we'll be in the lobby of the Kimpton Hotel pouring beer out there, and then pool party the thirtieth at Kimpton as well for Halloween. Okay, awesome. And what do you guys have on draft? Uh, what did you guys bring to sip tonight? Um, so tonight we got No Way Mango Tahin IPA. Um, I can let Ryan speak a little more to the beers after I name them. But oh, you're killing it. Uh, okay, I have, I have not had Mexican lager, so I'll let the mad scientist. I haven't had it in. yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check in with everybody later. I, I am on Untapped too, Wizard of Zai. You can, so, yeah. so when I check in the South Norte uh, a Mango IPA. Yeah. So we, yeah. We, we we when you go to Mexico, really. Really the fresh fruit, the get. street yeah, markets, a, yeah, yeah. Peel the peel off the mango, cut it open like, mm-hmm. like a flower, a cross pattern. Teen, there's your snack. So how do awesome. we make an IPA that tastes like that? All right, well, West Coast IPA, mosaic, citra hops, sort of fruit forward and punchy. Mm-hmm. And after fermentation, we re-ferment it on real uh-huh. mango puree. There's no extracts, no BS. But the, the, the tahini is in the whirlpool. Yeah. And ferment it out with Cal yeast, and it's awesome. It's, it's unique and different. And Fantastic, yeah. Um, okay, so let's do let's. I, I want to play a quick little game with with both of you guys, and we'll get to Andrew from Wilderness here in just a second. He's been patient. He's listening to <laughs> listening to our story over here. But it's going to be a little game we call sip, slam, or pour. If you're familiar with the game, friend, Mary kill for you know kid friendly podcast here. We'll okay. just say friend, Mary kill. But if we're going to go with beer styles, if we're going to go with a traditional Mexican lager, a fruited IPA. And then give me uh, what would you call the style of like the dark Mexican lagers that you were saying? Uh, it's 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 really weird because in categories when I try I just started entering it just real yeah. new. It's an adjunct like an American lager, okay? Or American dark lager, sorry. Uh, it's not a short spirit. It's not dark mm-hmm. enough. Not roasty. Not not dark enough. Uh, Munich Dunkel, nope, doesn't work because it's not rich and mm-hmm. malty enough. It's it's basically a real nice clean lager mm-hmm. with a hint of chocolate and toasty caramel roast. It's real mellow. Okay. So it's tough. It's I mean, in competition, it's American adjunct dark lager. Okay. So we're going to, the, the the sip, slam, or pour. Mm. Obviously, the yep. sip is, you know, which one are you going to take your time, enjoy? Which one are you going to slam? You could slam them all day. And the pour, we won't necessarily say drain pour, but maybe you'll pour it for oh, a friend okay. because it's gotcha. maybe not, gotcha. not your preference. So we'll go uh, with the three styles. We'll go Mexican lager, fruited IPA. And then that American adjunct lager okay. that we were talking about. You, you, you got Yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> you said sip, sip, slam, or okay. pour. So, so you're sipping one because you re- sipping one is the, is the uh, Mexican dark lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's your forever. Yeah. That's your forever oh, yeah. beer. The slam is is the season York. Season York, yeah. Slams all day long, golf course, pool, beach. Yeah, yeah, the, and, house. And, yeah, yeah. The season yours and, and, and the pour like the, it's a in the, it's a different style. The agave, I mean uh, the Mango tahini IPA, like mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's not your thing, but you will sip it and then my, like, like I think of my my father in law, 
when you're yeah. asking these questions. Yeah, yeah. This old Mexican guy is going to slam one, sip one, and then he'll be like, Tahin, mango I pig, nice job, son-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here, I'm going to pour this one for you. Yeah. I'm going to pour well, this one I for see, you. When I sell it to people and when I mention it to people, it's a very unique thing. A lot of people that aren't familiar with tahine or Mexican culture, Mexican food are like, yeah. No, no. You know? <laughs> but then you get to people down Southern California, like mango tahini, and everyone's like, oh, God. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please more. The crafty people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a thing. But anyways, let's get to a- Andrew's been waiting patiently. Andrew's yeah, from. He gets an award for that. Patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that is fantastic. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what it is that you do at Arizona Wilderness. Yeah, so I'm our head of sales over there at Wilderness. So I bring the beer to the people. That that's a fantastic job. That it's seems not like a job an. I'm at it. It's great. Yeah, it seems like an amazing role, right? Go out, meet people, have share them taste story, share yeah. the story, have them taste beer, drink yeah. beer. Oh yeah, establish relationships with the accounts and with the locals, and just helping to build the brand. A little fantastic. Bit. How long have you been with them? Uh, about a year and a half. Now. So nice. Just, yeah, to hang out there for a little bit, which is fun. I, I've never loved a job more than this one. I'm mm-hmm. not cool. paid to just say that. Um, I do pay to work there, but <laughs> no, I'm very grateful for where I landed. Uh, yeah. How long has that company been around? If you're there for a year and a half. Yeah, so They're... eight years now. Okay. We just celebrated our eighth birthday last month, which was fun. Kick ass. Mm-hmm. Um, Disclaimer, yeah. we were there earlier this afternoon yes, we were trying your beers, and they were a dark lager. No, not food, that. Um, Oh, cool. Cool ship. The cool, cool ship. ship. Cool that ship. was awesome. That's yep. something we're really proud of. Yeah, we, we'll always be doing those. But, yeah, the cool ship specifically, that's just uh, the ultimate expression of the land. Um, for those listeners, and I hope you know the traditional styles, but mm. cool ship being made with the wild yeast and spontaneous fermentation. So we basically just take the wort, um, the, the cooked down malt juice up to the woods or the, the wilderness area of our choosing, and... We just let the, the native yeast really yeah. start that fermentation it, it cools off. It sounds incredible, and I've heard Eric talk about it on his podcast about the cool ships that they'll do, and it just sounds like such an incredible time. Oh, yeah. um, tell me a little bit about your personal beer preferences. Oh, for sure. So my background is in agriculture. So okay. I'm a, I'm a Wilderness, good, good fit. Um, good whereabouts? Where would you study so, agriculture? Yeah, I um, study at the Southwest Wine Center. Okay. I was an agricultural major at Colorado State. Oh, so. nice. I'm a viticulturalist by trade. Perfect. Um, I, yeah. So, yeah, I uh, learned how to... This is to... way over my head. <laughs> so I, I I'm a PE teacher a bunch by of trade. soil science and stuff you <laughs> don't need to know about. Oh, yeah. no, um, I, I studied uh, growing European wine grapes up in northern Arizona, um, which was really fun. Um, I'm just a mega nerd when it comes to soil science and just different uh, land management growing... Um, uh, Crop for production. So. Yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, so uh, if I, if I'm getting a pulse on what you're, you're more of a saison, farmhouse ale, or yeah. a hoppy guy. Like it, hops. Uh, yeah, it's true. Around. Hops are sexy, true. but I feel like it's been uh, a little overdone, a little played. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Don't don't get me wrong, I love them. But yeah, saisons and that like those deep cuts and like yeah, yeah. Granite saison is more so that like yeast fruitiness that generally comes through, but. Basically, anything that is uh, fermentation science, I geek on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started um, as a vineyard manager and then moved into kombucha brewing. So, I fell in love with just the bacteria and yeast uh, relationship, yeah. which is uh, always going to be something I, I adore. So, beer styles, um, saisons, those uh, cool ships. You guys made something cool that was maybe ships, a yeah. year ago. Oh, it was a plum farmhouse. I'm not sure oh, if you're familiar yeah, we, with it. But it was like, I mean, this is 
I love a good little farmhouse, a little taster. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it was like straight from the earth. It? it was straight yeah. from the earth. <laughs> I, I might have. Uh, so I sipped it, and then I said <laughs> to my friend, "Here, you should Let try me this." this for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I could appreciate the style. I oh, mean, yeah. it was it was very well done. It just wasn't. It's just not oh, my, not my sure. style, but yeah, those are the deep cuts. That's like, yeah, yeah. do you want to read a four thousand page novel? Or do you just want to right. flip through a few pictures? Yeah, I'm just, so, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. That's uh, something I, I love working in wilderness because we we make it all. Like today, we dropped two um, different IPAs, uh, mm-hmm. a hazy uh, single with uh, foraged sycamore leaves, which is uh, our way to put a little deep yeah cut in there. And then another one is just a, a maple syrup double IPA. Yeah, the Lego Mayego, oh, right? Lego yes. Our little Lego. play on Lego Mayego. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, okay. that maple syrup on the, the breadiness. But yes. We, um, and we've got a brewer here. So we uh, love Omega Yeast. Um, mm-hmm. big fan. They're a sponsor of our podcast. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they dropped a new strain called Bonanza, which pulls out the, the banana aromatics a little more. Um, so, yeah, that's a fun ale yeast. But we used that for the first time in this um, established recipe. And it's yeah. just like a banana, a little bit of Belma hops in there. Yeah. I do love hops. Don't oh, let the good. listeners hate me. <laughs> so, yeah, we get a little like strawberry mm-hmm. banana pancakes. Strawberry, yeah. Yeah, it's, sure. uh, yeah, yeah, I got to pour you some of that later. Well, you know, the coolest thing about stopping by the brewery today is when I get to the board and there's every freaking style. All of them. October yeah, it's not ten hazy IPAs. No, well, they have that too. They get anyone, but coming from San Diego, it's like yeah, all hazy. Well, these are king down. And, and so. someone who, <laughs> I, so I call myself a craft beer enthusiast. You guys are obviously the experts here with, with beer, but I agree with you. I, I'm over the haze phase and all you know, and I like exploring different styles. But my favorite style from. Wilderness is that Sonora, is it Sonora White? Sonora White, a classic wit beer. Yeah. It, I, it was Sonoran wheat? Yes, I yeah, freaking love it. Sonoran White wheat, which is a native uh, southwest uh, grain. But yeah, we, we do that in just a traditional wit beer. Use some Arizona grown oranges try in there, too. Done that. Yeah, dude. I know, I saw that on the menu. Hey. What I thought was cool when we were at your brewery today was Chris was telling us about how you guys use that malt that oh, comes from Arizona. Malt. Yeah, yeah. Super so he was telling us, you know, about the preservation and kind of everything that goes on behind that malt, behind the scenes. So we thought that was really, really, really cool. Unique. No really, really that. cool. Yeah, so for the listeners there, um, the Sonoma Malt Partnership we have is with the Nature Conservancy, too. But basically, our entire brewery is based around conservation. Yeah. So if we're going to brew it, it's going to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, every base malt we use in every beer is grown here in Arizona. Um, all in an effort to help keep water in the Verde River, yeah. um, which is the main waterway out here. Um, it connects to everyone's daily life, whether they know it or not. But um, every single pint of beer we produce is made with that in mind. So Yeah, yeah. he was telling us about the conservation aspect of it, you know, saving X amount of gallons of water by drinking an easy yeah. wilderness beer over another craft brewery. So I thought that was really neat, really, really cool topic that he brought up with us. So Because we were looking at the map in your brewery, and we are like, Oh, what man, y'all have is the full experience? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we got treated right just because we were wearing matching brewing shirts. Industry, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's fantastic. Shout out Chris Crone. Yeah. Yes. Give him a give him a bonus. Oh, if it's in my authority, I'll do it. I'll slide my high five. So, uh, hot question: I'd like to know from you because most people regard Arizona Wilderness as one of the most popular, successful breweries in the game today. So if you had to choose another brewery to drink at or another local Arizona brewery, what what is your what would be your favorite? 
hot question considering I work in the Arizona beer right. industry. Yeah, um, yeah, if, I mean, I'm going to give you a three-way tie for first. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's true. Yeah, no, and it, it, it is... It, it is very tough to pick. I'll uh, I'll hit all three of them in the same week if I was if I traveled enough. But um, starting in the first number first, uh, that'll be uh, Dark Sky Brewing up to Flagstaff. Yeah, they're they're so innovative. Uh, so I think it's because they have a fooder. I have a yeah. soft spot for them. Uh-huh. Um, that that oak fermentation vessel yeah. is that sexy. So yeah, I got got to throw them some yeah. shine. Um, a familiar name for everyone, Ren House, obviously. Great, I, I great really American beer. Them. Yeah, they. I call the Alistair. Style Masters. Oh, they style Masters. A tasty beer. The first time we were out here, we went to sample a couple, and I think we ended up going through the whole list and being like, oh, we need to Uber home now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no. Corner. Schwartz beer. Yeah. Everything so true to style. Good. Very and good. what got me was they were the first to slow pour in Arizona, from what I noticed, of like a brewery. Yes. Like, y'all just, damn. Like, With that, like, meringue foam oh at the top. God, yeah, so it's so thick yeah. and jiggly. Like, uh-huh, that, yeah. they, they knew how to do <laughs> it. it so. It's incredible. So, obviously, Ren's up there. Yeah. Um, and their sales guy, Alistair, great dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do adore him. So, um, Alistair, shout out. And then... Coming in, uh, still tied for first, uh, Goldwater Brewing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I love Huge it. fan of them. Um, yes. Their Finsta is one of the best social media accounts to follow. I'm not going to shout it out here because it's, yep, uh, no, it's a I, Finsta. It's, yeah, it's I was a gonna, deep cut. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> as as a local craft beer enthusiast, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the page. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely a fun follow. And they do they do some good stuff. And what I love about them is that they're, they're, they're edgy. They're not really uh, too concerned about ruffling any feathers. They just, you know, they're it's it's a group of people a who just rash in a good they way. just yeah they just want to do things their own way. And it's kind of like a, a little bit of a, for us '90s kids, like the Rage Against the Machine. Like they're the punk rock. Yeah, like hey, we're the you know f the system or whatever. Like we're gonna kind of do things our own way and uh, you know rules and I, yeah. So I love that about them. Dark Sky, shout out to you guys. Innovative as shit. Always doing creative stuff. I think there was like a, I don't know, a cucumber lime. I it's something crazy up there every year. Oh, yeah. It looks like we know where we're going next visit. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Up. Make it up there. It's worth the trip. Awesome dudes. Well, I appreciate you guys coming in, sharing a little bit of your story, sharing some of your experiences, and yeah, we appreciate your time. It's been great. It was really nice meeting you guys. Hope you guys have a good night and. Let's have a couple more beers. AZ beer scene. Love it. it. Yes, sir. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome in. My name is Steven, also known as the Wizard of Zah on Instagram. I'm a local craft beer and pizza influencer. I also do, I am your host of the Brewer's Bracket every year uh, around springtime. We'll go ahead and we'll host the Brewer's Bracket, 48 breweries going head to head in a fan vote. And I am here with Liz from Grand Canyon and... Jackson from Crush Craft Cider, and also the more handsome, more talented podcast host, Eric Walters. Goddamn right. <laughs> no Hubble, yeah. Oh, man. My, Eric, my if you can is... grow a mustache yeah. like, tomorrow, that'd be great. The mustache oh, is new, but if, if we did fan votes like we do on, on my gram all the time, yeah. he's getting the dub. Yeah. He's getting the dub. Listen, yeah. I've already got a bigger mustache than Eric, and <laughs> I'm due for a wax, but I will have a stash off All right. if you want it. And I'm here on side profile. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're done, Walters. Yikes. You are you're done. Bad, Jackson. I'm Yikes. mad at that. I'm mad at that. All right. Well, we're out here at Sip Coffee and Beer in Arcadia. Yep. 
uh, for a family and friends industry night. And uh, Jackson from uh, Crushcraft, tell us what's going on. What's new? You know, uh, why don't we start with some ciders? Oh, you have ciders? You brought ciders? I didn't bring any ciders. Oh. You know, actually, I did bring some ciders, and I ran into our buddies uh, at Bad Booch okay. on the way in. And, and then uh, you lost them. I, well, I gave them the four, the four <laughs> ciders that I could have brought with me today. But, um, oh, she's sorry about that. Our newest cider that's been out on draft is called Apple Pie a la mode. Mm. Oh, a that's la mode. A la mode is Very- like a little ice cream scoop. What's that French that for? Fantastic. Little, uh, what is, is a la mode French? With, with it stands for a little bit of ice cream. A little bit. A la mode. A little bit of ice cream. Madagascar vanilla bean. Yeah. That we, we cut up, we grind it up, and then we steep it with our cinnamon. All right. And so when those two bond together, it creates that plus flavor. Magic. That sounds, in, it, it does sound incredible. And, as we were getting into the story, I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off, but no, you did. Yeah. I did. I did. And, I don't want to bum. I don't want to. It's like anytime, like, hey, I don't mean to be rude. Somebody's about to be rude. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to cut you off. Yes. So listen, I don't know much about crusty bitch. I don't. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Speaking of crust, I don't know a lot about Crush Craft. I want to know a little bit about your story. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we're over here at SIP Arcadia. Um, the business all started back in, well, about five years ago. But it really started back when we were in high school. And my cousin, Jared, he's our head cider maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was making uh, vinegar cider out of the closet probably Dang. by sophomore year of high school. And so, is that a technical thing, or is vinegar cider like just no, what it tasted like? It's like a, when you don't make good cider, it tastes like good. Yeah, okay. in, in, <laughs> when you know, in, you know. In yeah, college, yeah. I knew a guy who was growing plants in his closet. This is yeah. different. I did the same Vinegar plants? plants? Okay. Or the Damn. fun guy. Vinegar plants. Uh, the fun guy came to play. Respectfully uh, declined. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, so Jared was making cider back uh, in like 2008, maybe. Um, and so... It kind of started out with just him making booze, and we would drink it in college, and or in, in high school, and, and just kind of have something a little extra to drink when we're out. Yeah, yeah. Partying with our buddies, and then you know he went to college, and um, I bought him his first kit. Yeah. And so he started making some cider, and then uh, after college, he was talking about Bishop Cider Co. out in Texas. First kit, you're talking about like a five gallon stainless yeah, steel yeah, like kind of little, little um, burner. Like, yeah, I'm not even sure. It was like a little plastic. Yeah. Five gallon deal that he was fermenting. Yeah. And that's where it kind of really took off for him. And he, he fell in love with cider making. Mm-hmm. And so uh, his older brother actually is the one who got him into it. And that's our other business partner, Eric. And yeah. So Eric went to Austria. It's a classic story. Um, went to Austria, fell in love with cider, came back to the States, and there just wasn't any quality cider. And so Eric started making some cider, got Jared into it when he was in high school. Yeah. That sounds bad, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, we were all Listen, drinking. We'll I mean, honest, it's we a business. It's a business. Junior though. high. And it gave us a little extra experience, you know. Yeah. Um, a little extra time to learn how to ferment and, and create fantastic cider. So um, Jared actually started working for Bishop Cider Co. after college. And Eric and I started fermenting in our, uh, our uncle's garage. Okay. And so we were kind of starting the business right there. Jared and Eric were talking to each other across yeah. states, Texas to Arizona. Jared was uh, working for, for Bishop, became the head cider maker out there. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, Jared, get your get your butt back over here. 
it's time to start a business here in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And so now you guys have started a business, you Crush Craft Cider, and... Yeah, you've di- been around for three years. And you're distributing all yeah. over the state, right? Yeah. Are you guys nationwide yet, or are no. you in Cali or Colorado so, or any? Just just Arizona. If you look at our cans, it'll say for sale in Arizona only. Okay. Uh, we're just going to focus on, you know, the neighboring market. Uh, we did jump over to Tucson after about a, a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, up in Prescott as well. Nice. And I, we love those markets. They're great. They, they drink a lot mm-hmm. of cider. Um, but more, more recently, we've been so busy that we've been bringing things closer to home. Yeah. And I'm the sole distributor salesman, so it's tough to hit the East Valley, go over to Peoria, and then hit Chandler at the end of the day, and then drive yeah. back to Tempe well, on the way home. You, you already sold me on the apple pie a la mode. Is, is that one out? It's out right now. You can uh, find I, it at local? you can find it at, my, at most places uh, that we sell to. So, like, all the Osos have them. Okay. Um, or dra- draft or cans? On draft. Okay. Yeah. And so cans are out right now, like some, some notable spots is always like King's Beer and Wine for, yep. for downtown. King's is Phoenix great. area. Yeah. Uh, Bottle Shop 48. Yeah. Okay. Slick, That's, I, Express, I was going to drop it and I didn't want to, I wanted to be sure. But yeah. I, yeah, Bottle Shop 48 is one of my favorites. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, I swear uh, I've seen you guys there. Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they are like literally our flavorite people. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've known them for a hot second. I actually. I won't have hijacked the conversation. No, Liz, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kelsey's the shit. Yeah, yeah. She introduced me to Adam, and then I'm like, you two are my relationship goals. Like, if I could have my husband and I join into making our, or just taking over another tap and bottle. Yeah, Bottle Shop 48. And they are so welcoming. Oh my gosh. I love Bottle Shop 48. If it's your first time or 100th time, it does not matter. They and their bartender cast, like, they get it. They fucking get it. And I love them for it. So I'm always happy more. to see that their stuff, that your stuff is, like, picked up in there, too. Yeah. yeah. I those think those guys are a destination spot. When people call in, and, and you can imagine, we don't have a brick and mortar, so we just do mm-hmm. distribution. Um, we jumped into that because we wanted to get the business started right away. And as you can imagine, it costs a lot of money to build out a, a beautiful location where you can right. produce your own, own Segway. draft. When are you going to have your... Oh, it might have been a little... I'm waiting. There was a, a little bit of an... Imp- I know. little information leak earlier. We'll do a little, it's okay. We'll do a, little a little hot take. Hot take. Um, the hot take is, recently we've been talking to someone in Chandler. Mm-hmm. And so we might open up our first brick and mortar and new Love production that. center all in the same spot, about 3,300 square feet. It's right across from the Perch Brewery. Yeah. Um, in between Sleepy Whale and the Perch. The locals right there. Yeah. That's a great spot. That location it's more slam, of a that spot. slams, dude. I'm okay with it. Front. People will find you. Yeah, yeah people exactly. will have a thousand percent. Like, the more exclusive you are, almost makes you the more valuable. Absolutely. I mean, like, take, like, Ostrich or the White Rabbit. Right. You know? And I, I'm telling the you, quote-unquote that downtown, which, that downtown Chandler for, like, the demo, like, I feel like I'm kind of the demo, like a 25, 40-year-old male. I've got, you know, kids. Downtown Chandler is is the spot. If I get a, If I get a moment of free time, I'm going downtown Chandler, getting the guys together, couple pints at sleepy kind of bounce around it's a great little spot to just go check out yeah yeah it's worth and it's worth perch time. live music oh crush craft's got this apple well, pie all about perch is done up on top of the roof have you been up there uh not uh, really it's cool a couple years ago yeah they had some live music up there yeah, in a little no, bar they just, they just redid the whole thing oh yeah. it's like 
I don't know, 3,000, 4,000 square feet. Oh, shit. Um, they have a huge place where Bigger they play live music. Condo. It's all outdoor. So starting from, like, right now, October, what, mm-hmm. 14th, uh, out to late March, early April, those guys are, are killing it. They've got, a, you know, 100, 200 people up, up top. And so we, we sell them cider, and they rush through it. I love that. So, so many people there. Off the top of here, kind of putting you on the spot here. Yeah. But I'm the pizza guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the center guy. Any, any, <laughs> I, so here we go. Any, any, girl. are there any places that you can find Crush Craft Cider that are also pizza places? Let's think about it. I know that's, a, it, it, it. like I said, it's on the spot. Yeah. You distribute to, I'm sure, lots of other places. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one that did, uh, you go to, you go to Craft 64? One that one that pops up right away is uh, you know the shirt that I'm wearing. That <laughs> I was like, hey, possibly that I was getting to. Shameless. Um, Craft 64 up on the north end of, of downtown Chandler. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Josh over there, you know, they, they make some fantastic pieces. Oh, it's, inc- ever, it's incredible. You know, yeah, I reviewed yeah. them in the first uh, okay. the first issue of a Taste That AZ. Okay. Uh, go ahead and subscribe online right now. Free delivery to your door. Shameless plug. Uh, but they're also top 10. I, yeah. my, my, one, my top 125 came out. They are a top 10 pizzeria in the state. Absolutely. Which is, I mean, yeah. It's, are you meat lovers? Yeah. Meat yeah. lovers add a yeah. little jalapeno and they, uh, it's all locally sourced ingredients. Yeah. It's, it's handmade. Everything is, it's elite. Exactly. Is what we say. Their pizza is elite. Elite. No, I couldn't agree That's more. A great word. And so, yeah, we'd we'd be so excited to be able to join that Chandler market, and then you know from there open up a couple other spots that are mm-hmm. in, in neighboring cities. Such yeah. As, uh, we love downtown Phoenix. Yeah. I worked for Matt's Big Breakfast downtown. Oh, shout out! Uh, yeah, one of my boys works yeah. at uh, manages the Matt's Big Breakfast in uh, Scottsdale by the uh, okay. golf course up there. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Brian Liram, if you're listening, love you, bud. Hey, go visit the. Uh, Matt's Big Breakfast up there. Try that salami scramble. Tell me when they bring back their corned beef, and I will be the first in line. I'll text them them right now and be like, I don't care if it's like the farthest state away from St. Patty's Day. Give me a corned beef, and I will just bow down. Crusty corned beef. Yeah, bring the wheeler. Okay, Uh, Liz is chomping at the bit over here. We got Liz. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna great. I was gonna make a really good association with. Hey, who has really solid pizza and also serves crushed crap? Like I could easily like look that up. But then you called me the crusty bitch, and I'm like, uh, yeah. you kind. Right, uh, we had a conversation earlier where you kind of called yourself. She I called really did. Okay, she I did. should. I should. Yeah. Come she did. That's why all bets were off. Um, we're like, if I ever choose, because like we all know the beer industry, like we'll compare and contrast and. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's literally like what drives us. But I want to see like pizza versus pizza. I want to be like the yeah. crusty. Mm-hmm. We were talking about uh, the Wizard of Zaw and the crusty. Yeah, <laughs> the, the crusty bitch. bitch. I don't yeah, think yeah. I should and say that... crusty bitch. I think I should, I think I can. Be well, a you said more. so. If there's let, that's what, that was hold my on, let's, personal let, one. Let, let, let's let's hand. back up a hair. Let's reintroduce. This is Liz <laughs> from Grand Canyon. Why, Liz, hello. Liz, what is your job at Grand Canyon? I am the Phoenix. Thank you for asking, by the way. Thank you. I am the Phoenix. Thank you for saying thank you. Okay, I guess is what I was trying to say. (laughs) I always strive to be polite, (laughs) just a little bit. You know, all right. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's okay. (laughs) My parents live in South Carolina. I have to say either bless your heart, which means f you, or thank you so much. Like. But I really do genuinely need it. Like when I'm, I was raised to be very polite. Right. So if I say too much, 
blame my parents. Um, so, which I do literally 90% of the rest of my life. So, we are talking about me, and I am the Phoenix Market Manager for the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. Brewing and Distilling Company. Fantastic. So, yeah. That's what I do, and that's who I am. And, and I love it. And as we were debating the finer qualities of pizza earlier, you had mentioned your fa- your most profound component of a great pizza was... Indeed. However, my, this is, it's the crust. It is the literal crust. We got right? yes, to throw people in. They're like, oh my gosh, these where, where two... Where is this coming from? Is this girl just like off her rocker? No. Like, and the, no, most people are probably I... thinking like Me Too movement. They're thinking like, oh my gosh, these... Guys are being so brutal and calling her a crusty bitch. Which, That's by the not way, what we're no. doing. And I am also part of Pink Boot Society, which is very much feminist forward. Okay. We do enjoy no, and, and we love women too. Thank you. But I just want to. I didn't want we anybody. Enjoy ourselves a ton, man. I didn't want people to get confused as to <laughs> the no, cru- Eric. Yeah, Eric bitch. has definitely had me on on the podcast before, and he has been by far one of the biggest proponents of females in this industry. And, Yes. Those you. <laughs> I know, I did not, you sneaky bastard. Just a creep. Who walked in the door? Who walks in the door? We don't know who's coming for, so it's walking in the door. Okay, so side note. Tell me what's going on at Grand Canyon. Am, okay. Seasonal beers. Absolutely, because we have time, and this is what I do. I fucking tran, like, just squirrel all the time. Yeah. And I, I do it because I love Eric. And Eric is like, I'm going to edit out so much of your bullshit, Liz. I'm like, yeah, yeah good luck. He edits out nothing, Ta-da. by the way. So anyway, okay. So no, Grand Canyon. he just hits record. On air. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. So Forever. Grand Canyon is here. We have currently on tap here at Sip Arcadia. We have our Hop Canyon. This is our newest IPA. It's an American-style West Coast IPA. It's delicious. Oh, I have- it's super crispy. It's good any time of year. Like, I fear no beer. And if you've ever met me in person, like, I stay true to that. The West, I really the, fear no beer. I'm all in on West Coast nowadays. Totally. I can't chew a beer anymore. And don't get me wrong, like, shout out to Ren House and Spellbinder. Your shit's fucking amazing. Like, I, I will drink that right. at least twice in one sitting. But for my body, for my, like, tummy, I have to recognize this. And I will have, like, a KBS and... A hazy IPA on the same sitting. Will I absolutely fucking hate myself in the morning? Sure. But will I enjoy it that time when it's like hitting my palate? A thousand percent. Absolutely. So with Grand Canyon, bringing that in, we are bringing in a West Coast, something very crispy, delightful, mm-hmm. digestible, and it will stand you guys, up. You guys made a, a like a wet hop pale ale a couple years ago. Sure. Where... Once I tried it, I was like, oh, shit, got to go back to the bottle shop. I got to get six, 12, maybe a case of it. I don't know. Why but not? It, it was delicious. It was the, the green, it. green, dark blue. There might have been a, like, a tent You're on it. You're thinking of Tommy's around. Lullaby. It was a Berliner Weiss. And I keep touching Jackson's leg. I don't so care. Good. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you long-legged man. That's all right. If I quoted <laughs> June play. Carter, Let, it, you long-legged guitar-picking man. Um, sorry. So <laughs> it's fine. Uh, this is what I do. It's entertaining, right? Um, so the Berliner advice that you may be referring to, possible, and I did bring the 2.0 version. It's called Tommy's Lullaby. Yeah. And something that's really cool about Grand Canyon, fun fact, is not only are we Arizona's fifth largest production brewery, right? 
but we also have had the most consecutive collaborations with 12 West Brewing. Oh, yeah. Than yeah, any yeah. other yeah, yeah. like and brewery to brewery, right? 12. So this is really kind of fun. you know about 12 West, please? Oh, I could tell you a little about 12 West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could tell you all day about 12 West. 12 West is really cool. They're out of East Mesa. They have two tap rooms, one in downtown. Oh, the downtown Mesa. the downtown location's it amazing. It's, yeah. it is a, uh, it's a spectacle. Uh, yeah. It actually used to be a wedding venue, so that's yeah. why the space is so great. But it's incredible. I love what it's they've beautiful. done. It, like, I live in Mesa, and it used to be years ago, you kind of cringe when you told somebody you lived in Mesa. They're like, oh, okay, oh, I'm yeah. sorry you're poor. Uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a teacher, sorry. But anyway, you're <laughs> yeah, like, oh, teacher, Red for Ed, yeah. feed me. But, <laughs> but it's like, they've really done a great job of, like, Chupacopper Tap Room, Mike's Pizza, Cider Corps, like uh, Oro's uh, crazy. BRI is opening up a spot down there. Sure downtown, are. downtown Mesa is booming. It's going to be great. But I'm off topic. I know you guys do pizza at Grand Canyon. And sure you told me you're familiar with my page and my rankings a little bit. And now uh-huh. here's the thing is I have not, guilty as charged, tried Grand Canyon's pizza. It's time but to go. where do you think that I would rank Grand Canyon's pizza? That's an excellent question. Is and it was it wood fired? Tell me a little bit about it. So okay, so just to clarify, the pizza from Grand Canyon can only be available exclusively in Williams. In Williams. Yes, mm-hmm. you go to Flagstaff, and it's we don't have the wood fire pizza there. Mm-hmm. We don't have that available. However, it does not mean that our menu there is garbage. It is awesome food. Anytime I go to a, I go to a brewery and I look at their at their kitchen. You look at their menu, mm-hmm. okay? Because they are very, very uh, symbiotic. There's a marriage there. There's something to behold between like a good food and a good sip of beer. You know, so so I think when you have these breweries that really have like a kitchen tie to them, you have to put up or shut up. Absolutely. You know, I'm it's, sorry, it's, I don't, I can't, I can't condone a brewery that has shitty food. And I haven't found 100%. one One hundred percent. Yeah. But no, back in the day, it used to be breweries getting by with good beer, but we as a state have evolved a little bit. I can't speak for other states, but we've evolved where now it's got to be one-stop shopping. You have to have elite food, as we talked about. For sure. And your beer's got to kick ass, too. You can't. Half-ass one or the other. And you know what the cool thing is? Is like you can really have a very diverse menu. Like you can be like typical pub food with, you know, Mm -hmm. a pretzel and quote-unquote beer cheese. And you can, you know, totally go that alley. Or you can do like seared ahi tuna on a block of superheated Himalayan sea salt. Like you can get as fancy as well as you want. 100%. But as long as it has some correlation to your brewery, I think that's the key. Right? So like... Petal House does it really well, right? They are more of like a seasonal menu, too. I was recently there, and I had that October Oktoberfest, and it had, like, a great complimentary menu to that. Yeah. Right? Like, that's kind of like what you kind of have to seek out if you're if you're that kind of surf. But if you're, like, readily, like, coming into the valley, you want to try something cool, you mm-hmm. want to try something new, you hear about X, Y, and Z brewery, make sure, like... 
ask them, is this a seasonal item? Is this something that's going to go well with this beer? And not a lot of people will, but if you're listening to this podcast, I really hope you take that leap over that bridge and just say, hey, what goes really well with a cider? What's something that's really sweet? Is it going to go well with a dessert, something spicy, or, Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise? I I agree. And I'd be remiss... If did I lose focus or did you we totally did or did that's you, my or or did you not tell me where you thought your pizza would rank? My pizza's the shit. Okay, so when top, we went, is it top ten quality? I would say honestly, like yes. a little wood fire. Is it yes. brick brick oven? It is wood. Uh, that's actually. I don't here. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. How's your crust? Okay, so this is where the crusty Rusty. bitch comes in. Yes. So I'm going <laughs> to rewind back to your first question. Okay. Was it is it wood fire or is it brick oven? Uh-huh. How crusty is it? It didn't matter because it was delicious. Yeah. I did. I didn't bother to ask. Are you guys going like? It. Is it like traditional Neapolitan, like peasy clay? Is it big fluffy dough? It's fluffy, mm-hmm. and I like a fluffy dough. I want something with a little give. I want something that's not going to like disintegrate. You in my want palate. the. Uh, a pizza body, the equivalent of like dad bod, little fluffy, damn little, right, and cheesy. Whatever so, red blooded American female yeah. would not want I'm, that. I would facts I would question facts. So let me ask you then: Have you been to Italy? No, have you tried like legitimate like pizza from Italy. Nope. Okay. So neither have I. So there are some places in town that I have tried that their flag that they plant is their VPN, which means they're verified. Pisiola Neapolitan. Correct, which so, means that it has to have a certain yeast. Right, it's like it's, it's, it's like it's like, it's like three ingredients. It's yeah, like water, it's, yeast, dough, and they're really proud. They wear sure. it on their sleeve. La Piazza Al Forno. Justin over there is an absolute master. I was going to call him a wait. wizard. And I'm like, oh, there's no but anyways, he's so his pizza's phenomenal, and he's done a kind of a blend on that style. He makes a mezzicano, which is a okay. You have my attention. so it's a it's a verified. Italian pizza, right? Fluffy dough, the cheese, margarita, the, the margarita, like the basil. But then, it, but then, but then, homeboy throws on the jalapeno, throws on the jalapenos, and it's it's just a game changer. I think it's, I honestly think pizza America. is, and I see, you I put see the exactly. pineapple on the pizza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're kidding me. I cannot order the pineapple on the pizza. Listen to you. Yeah. I just came back from Ireland, but <laughs> yeah. I've been to Italy a few times, and they don't mess around with any extra. Are you Italian? Flavors on Are you partially, partially Italian? I am not partially Italian. I'm that Irish? nose would tell me otherwise. I'm my, I, that so handsome you're on my side right profile. Side. Girl, yeah. If you're on my left side, you see it different. <laughs> now, the right side of his nose. Let's talk about this nose. It's got a nice curve to it. Okay. Listen, I'll, so I'll reveal seeing, something else to you. I'll just I'm put this up right here. No one else can see this. Yeah. I'm putting my hand up to my face, and the nose to the pointer finger is over my nose, and you can see a huge nose. Right. All right. Do it to yourself. Now, now I've got. Now, Liz, I, I'm going to take a quick. I'm going to take a quick turn to the left. Tell me. All right. Was that? I see. How pointy it is. It's like a ma- it's like one of those magic cards where you turn it one side. And <laughs> well, and that and that's where a good side comes from from a photo. Hey, no, look you know, at me where, just where you forward. take a picture with a with your lady, and they need to be on the left side. Well, yeah. I'm that lady that's on the left side. Yeah, yeah. Is Mona Lisa smiling right or she's crying? This is what Liz is seeing over here. Oh, this is tough. I'm, I'm a nice six from the right side. <laughs> nice. But from the left side, you know, give me a good 8.5. That's 100. right. I'm a two. I'm no nine or no let 10. Me say, okay, 100. Let me straight forward. Okay, you definitely have, like, a slope. 
It slopes pretty nice. Okay, so tell us that story. Yeah, did you, you get do? did you get punched? So I was in uh, I was in Italy and I got in a fight with a pizza guy. Here it comes. Ah, uh, no, no, just I've seen I've seen Luke I've seen Luca. I know yeah. that those Italian guys aren't that tough. You don't mess around with those That's guys. a dad joke. One time I was in Italy. What's his name? What's the guy with the Mister Vespa? Oh, from the movie Luca. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we have any parents. I've uh, seen it. I, I just okay. am a big Disney but fan. Those Italians, they don't mess around. Like when you're walking around and you're, you're like, hey, let's pop in this pizza shop, right? Yeah. And you all sit down. Say all three of us were sitting down for pizza. And uh, Liz orders and Steven orders. Um, and I don't order. They're going to be like, hey, you, Mr. American man, you need to order or you need to get out. Get that cappuccino, maybe some French fries, you American big fat man. And I'm not kidding. I had that happen when I was in Capri one time. And I oh, said, yeah. I'm sure they're ruthless over there. You yourself. And I got up and I walked out. But, you know, they do make some fantastic They do. And don't they eat it with a fork? So here's the thing that I've heard, too, from people overseas. Take it for what it's worth. But anyways, you, if, if you ate a ton of their pizza every single day, you'd be more fit than you if you ate Americanized pizza every single day because of the quality of ingredients and blah, 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 blah. But anyways. I'm moving to Italy. Long, yeah, that would be <laughs> sick. Not as Maybe cross. France. Long story short, let's, let's play a little game uh, that I like to call uh, Sip. Kill, fuck, Mary. No, no, it's it's friend it's friend Mary Kill, but what do we do? Oh, we did we did sip sip slam pour. Okay. So Ooh. so one one beer that you're gonna sip, uh-huh. one beer that you're gonna slam, and one beer that we we won't say drain pour, but one beer that you might pour for another friend because it's just not your thing. But we'll got go. It, we're it. gonna go American Lager Pilsner. We're gonna go breakfast stouts. Or we'll go pastry stouts. I'm sorry, pastry stouts, and then we'll go. Um, Pumpkin because it's seasonal. Oh, we could we well, let's trade the pumpkin for okay. the breakfast for the for the okay. breakfast because well, because I want to I want to throw in I want to throw in the fruited IPA I want to go fruited Fair IPA, enough. pumpkin beer okay, American Pilsner Lager, not right. even American. Right. We'll just go Pilsner Lager because right. you guys this is a Czech Pilsner I brewed with State Forty Eight uh, Wizard Saws. Go find it somewhere. Shameless plug. I find it right here right now. <clears throat> okay. Uh, it's not on tap now. Uh, you can find it at Tap That. Okay. Downtown. All the State 48 locations. Shout it's out in to Rashid. I fucking love this guy. I haven't met him yet. Oh, he's super cool. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. I, I went in there. I used. I did the self-pour thing. And yeah, I killed it. I poured a perfect pint. But um, Good spot. Yeah. It's a cool spot. It's right across the street Ro, Ro, from it. Ro, Ro, Shim, Ro. He's such a... Right, a str- right across the street from Il Bosco. Go down there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk you used to, used to work with those guys. Talk to work. Jeff. Yeah, I work with... And I also I work yeah. with Florencia's. Have you had their pizza before? Uh, Florencia's. It's out now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just did... They, 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 yeah, they, uh, we did a, a promo thing for fantasy football drafts. Yeah. And they were Fun. they were incredible. They are yeah, real, such a, really such good a people. Dude. Right. I, so I didn't meet him. I met his staff. And his staff is just incredible. And it's like, this is uh, everything that I remember about, like... My high school pizzerias, it's like kids that grew up in the area work there. They all love it. They love the pizza. They love the community. And it's just, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's all like DD Mountain Point kids. And it's phenomenal. They did good stuff. Mountain Point? Uh, The Hawaii Five O is what uh, the pizza I love the most. Yeah, it was like a chicken, pineapple, jalapeno, crazy. Pineapple? Crazy shit. So we getting back? Yeah, I don't, listen, listen, listen. I don't. Does pineapple belong on pizza? uh, Yeah, I I degaff. I do not give a flip about pineapple on pizza okay. one bit. Okay. It's, it has its time and it has its place. It has its time and place. Okay. 
You know, it's, it's nice when you can put something sweet with something spicy together. Yeah. What do you think the Italian? We're putting marsh. We're putting. You guys are are. Bre- put the, you got, the pineapple on the pizza. <laughs> you guys are. You guys are brewers. Okay, we're putting pumpkin, marshmallow, mangoes, peaches. We're putting all sorts of crazy stuff in beer. We're experimental. L- listen, okay. if, if you can do if you can do it well. That's all that matters. Right. Steven, this That's is why I think like I've made uh, a really good connection with you because here's the cool thing is that beer has very much a spectrum. Right? Like, Fair. You can say everything from like color to consistency to flavor. Right, which matches profile. which matches the pattern Thank of society you. or this of our world. See, this is why I see why why you have such a great attraction to pizza. Because I love a good za. I really do. If you want to put like I don't know, cremini mushrooms and sardines. I don't know. If you think it melts Maybe well, right. let's together. fucking right. roll with and you don't it. Know and listen, you and listen, I'm a I'm a married yes. man. You're a woman here, but January. Free, freedom to speak totally down, freedom right? to speak freely here, but I've always compared like pizza to women. Like it comes in different shapes. That's beautiful. Different shapes. That's a beautiful analogy. Thank you. Crusty. I love that. Different shapes. <laughs> different shapes, sizes. Some are some are yeah, some are spicy, some are some are, some are sweet, some are colorful, some are some are pale. You can get a white pizza, but it's like gritty. Okay, what type of sauce? But everybody the loves. I totally see Steven. I see what, what's your the flavor? But every everybody finds awesome their thing. everybody finds their own love, sure. and it's just like who gives a shit if you want pineapple on pizza? If you the like people, it, the people who do. Are the purists? Yeah, no. I've, what would you say? I don't know. I've had an, I've had it. I've probably had an extra beer, so I was about to call, okay. call out the pineapple on pizza uh, people. But I'll leave you guys alone. No, you guys. Don't. You guys. No, nah, listen. You guys can go back to playing video games in your mom's basement. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sip, slam, or pour. Okay, good question. Okay, P- so pil- I pil- would pilsner lager, pumpkin beer, fruited fruited IPA. Um, for me, mm-hmm. it would be. Do I have to go in any particular order? No, you okay. can. You, I would slam a Montucky cold snack. Yeah, those are good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, those are all days. Shout out to Montucky. Yeah. Bozeman, Montana. Listen, ever since I found out, the first time I was actually exposed to Montucky was during Pride Week. And this is maybe like two years ago. When they did the unicorn can? Uh huh. Yeah. And I immediately was like, from Montucky. Montana, like near uh-huh. Laramie, Montana. Which I mean, if I was ra- I was raised in a East Mesa, yeah, okay, East Valley, very red high school, very yeah. red. And our high school decided to do a rendition of the Laramie Project, which, if you're not very familiar, is a play written by the gen- genocide of LGBTQ people in in Laramie, Wyoming, which happened to lead to a lynching of a very young homosexual man, and it was horrifying. And there was, I know, so totally deep. Yeah, we're getting so deep. Totally deep. Sorry, we're guys. Deep. I'm going to pull this right out. So yeah. anyway, so this is the high school that I was raised in, and. Um, and I won't name said high school. <laughs> Red Mountain. But it's fine. <laughs> um, no, but it's, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, things have progressed, and I have then become a teacher, not yeah. become a teacher, and I get it. Like, I see but Mont- now. But Montucky, I think you'll get. But Montucky yeah, yeah, has, yeah. has totally And I think I think a lot of people will buy into what you're saying as far as it, for this particular game, the sip, slam, or pour. 
And I will. A lot of people are going to go. With, a lot of people are going to slam the American but Lager. I slam it because it's a Pilsner. good fucking right. Pilsner. And everybody, knows it's it's a tailgate one. I mean, if you're if yep. you're in for a long day, and I support not, it, you're not going to be drinking dippas all day. No. Listen, I have been in the beer game for a hot minute. I know my body, and I know the yeah. way it reacts. Yeah. So if I'm going to, say, for example, tailgate, yeah, I'm going to have a double IPA. I'm going to start hard and taper off throughout the semester of my day. Listen, I went to ASU. I fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to Montucky, I love them because if I'm going to slam a beer and I'm going to have multiple beers of that, if I'm going to slam a beer after beer after beer and get an Uber, by the way, be safe. For the love of God. Make good choices. Teacher Make boys. Make good choices. Call your BFF. Teacher boys. Listen, there you go. this is what I, I, I never, in working yeah. in this industry, I am one of the ones to say, I don't have a DUI under my record. Mm-hmm. And I'm not there here to be shameful. I'm saying because I know my body. Some people don't, and that's okay. Yeah. And it's a lesson that all of us have to learn. It's the human, you know, yeah. bell curve. Reeling it back. All right, so here so, we go. So I will slam, slam, or, I will slam a great company that I a thousand percent support. And no, you don't have to say company. We're just going. We're going uh, pumpkin beer. Okay, pumpkin, pumpkin beer, beer. Pumpkin beers are fruited IPAs. You got to pour one, not down the drain, but pour no, one. No, no, no. Pour one for a friend, so you're passing and then sip one and sipping one. I it's will your sip a good pumpkin beer. Yeah, there we go. I sip so, a pumpkin beer. Oh my god, I it, so I love not it, it it is definitely seasonal and like we were talking about pineapple on pizza like I am that dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'll let people know like yeah, I had a pumpkin beer last Sunday morning at about 10 a.m. It was a coffee Attaboy. pumpkin, a jackal latte or whatever. Oh, from a yeah, I'm doing. Mom. I'm doing a little uh, from it, it was a line. yeah, it was a out. it's a brewery in Missouri. I can't remember what it is. But you know, when I, out, when I did did my morning marathon prep and I got home, I had some water. Of course, a timeout. Of course, the PT. Half, 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 mar- oh, half, 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 half. I did a 10 last year. It's half this year. Okay. Yeah, it's not okay. 26. I We're can't not run like 30, yeah. 30 meters without yeah. getting horribly winded. So, a thousand percent. So, but anyways, just no shame <laughs> in the game. It was like sipping a pumpkin porter or something like yeah, that this yeah. time of year. Totally money. Yeah. And then, so then you're pouring the fruited IPA. So a fruited IPA. So I will tell you the, the one that I did appreciate, but I want to pour it for other people to enjoy. That's where I interpret the pour, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, Goldwater has a fruited IPA. It's a stone fruit. IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's good. It's really. Yeah. It's called stone fruit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Just freaking good. Yeah, the fruit the look all the, the so yeah, the fruit intense. are all just like uh yeah. without weeded. sounding too Cicerone, it you smell it and you're mm. like, I'm going to enjoy yeah, that's amazing. this fruited IPA. I'm going to a thousand percent. Jackson sip, sip, sip slam pour. Sip slam pour. Pilsner lagers one category, pumpkin beers, second category, okay. third third category is fruited IPA. Okay, so Let's start with slam because that's the easiest one. Yeah, yeah. I'm slamming the lager. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've all been. We all get into at high school, college, adult, college, ad- adult, adult life. I'm talking like next Sunday. I'm like, yeah, oh, we got. I got a thing about tomorrow for my birthday. I mean, I got. I got no score right. touchdown. Let's do a little shotgun of that lager. Right. You know, I'm not going right. to shotgun a night. Right. You got a big. You got a big day. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going lager. Exactly. Yeah. So a thousand I, percent. I slam a lager. Yeah. That's okay. Um, what was the next one? So you're either going to slam. Now, which one are you going to slam? 
Okay. Oh no, we already did no, slam. We, I was gonna what, say you're gonna you like crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which one are you gonna sip and which one are you gonna pour? And we're not talking pour out. We're talking pour for a friend. Let's see. So if I exactly. if I were to sip, you're gonna you're gonna, drain, you're gonna split down. you're gonna split a little eight ounce here, eight me. ounce there. Okay. Not my favorite, but I'll I'll split it. Okay. So the sip aspect of it, I do a pumpkin beer. Yeah. I, I hate everything pumpkin, so I probably have a few sips and then pour it out. Oh. People stop looking at me. <laughs> It's going down the drain. Shots fired. No, so we're actually going to make our first pumpkin cider. It's going to be at Casual Pint in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Their, uh, anniversary. Shout, shout out Curtis. Yeah, uh, shout out. Yeah. I need him on my basketball team. Him and his so wife are my We're doing our first <laughs> pumpkin spice apple pie inspired. That's dope. So less cider. chai, more apple. Yeah, we, might, we might throw in a little cardamom, maybe a little uh, little nutmeg. Little you know, nutmeg. all spice might come into the cider. We Can don't I know call yet. you my little nutmeg? So then you're you're we're working you're, on it this you're, weekend. You're you're pouring the fruited IPA. I'm gonna pour a fruit, fruit IPA. Yeah, that, and you want to share. And I think that's what I'm great with some friends. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm where I'm at too with the hazy IPAs. Is they're mm-hmm. so commonplace that if I have a good collection of them, people come over. I'm like, I want eight hey, ounces of yeah, this, and let, I want you to have eight ounces. Yeah, well. let's just split let's it. Enjoy this let's one just together. split it because they're all going to taste the same. Yeah, or similar. If you have <laughs> to do it, you know you're in. Right. You know right. you're in. You want this West Coast IPA? Get, get out of here. But you know what? Like Grand Canyon will never brew a hazy. However, we broke that rule and we actually did, and it's for an amazing cause. I have to do a shameless. shameless Absolutely. Plug, Absolutely. But here's the shameless plug, and you guys are totally going to love it. Oso. Okay, Oso has done their 1-800-273-TALK. Yeah, yeah, the, the suicide talk. And I just need to shamelessly plug out there that they totally threw out that recipe. And everybody who wants to pick up, as a brewery, pick up that recipe, we are a 1,000% behind. And if we are going to break our law of never brew a hazy IPA, I am so proud yeah, that my 100%. has decided to team up with Oso for such an insanely good well, yeah. it's, it's funny so shameless plug, there it is. I was just over at Oso Brewing a Beer. We, I have a high school reunion coming up in uh, a month. Cool. My buddy Lou Martinez over there, um, him and I set up um, a little collaboration. More so just we made a pale ale for the reunion. Yeah. Because it's going to mm-hmm. be at Oso Arcadia. Cool. Um, when I was over there, I actually had that 1-800-273-TALK from Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And it didn't taste like you guys were behind. Yeah. Um, it tasted like you were right there. Just Thank like you. in the other hazy. Thank you. Yes. It's <laughs> yeah. it a hazy hazy, baby. I appreciate you and so it, it much. And it's delicious. No, so no, I really did enjoy it. I didn't know it was from you guys at first until they're like, oh, you know, actually Grand Canyon makes that. And I was like, all right. You know, these guys are up to some, some good stuff over there. We've never, never produced a hazy. Unless it was a collab, which we've done with 12 West before. But just from us. This wasn't yeah. necessarily like collaboration. This was us taking on the nonprofit, the responsibility yeah. of spreading the word, and making sure that people knew about this and the cause and That's everything. That's fantastic. I'm well, getting it. Really and, and real quick, we, <laughs> we also made a 1-800-273-TALK uh, cider. So we were the only oh, cider that. Uh, that was involved uh, with, the, with the 40 to 50 other companies. And uh, we did a blueberry pie a la mode. So um, we wanted to put some, some happiness in the camp. And yeah, so we that's decided to instead of just making blueberry pie, we're gonna we're gonna make a one eight hundred to seven. Yeah, for 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 a good cause with a portion a cause. portion of the proceeds going to yeah. suicide awareness, which is which is great. Uh, and I think this is a good send off to 
Uh, most people who are strict followers of, of my page also know that I work in a high school and uh, mental health awareness is at the at the forefront of what we do. We just got done doing me- we just got done doing mental inventory of our students mm-hmm. for an entire I love that. mental, it's good you guys mental that. inventory of our students for the last you know That's for about brilliant. a two hour block where the teachers all got together and there's our counselors got together, created this amazing tool for us to be able to monitor our kids and keep track and make sure everybody's doing okay and to be able to kind of red flag some kids that maybe need a little extra support. So I appreciate what you guys are doing over at Grand Canyon, what you're doing at Crush Craft. Yeah. Um, appreciate Our you guys pleasure. so much. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to like all the teachers out there who like to listen to a podcast about beer. Yeah. Like, well, can, can we be honest? I mean, I used to be a teacher. You're currently a teacher. Yeah. I can't tell you how many happy hours I've put together because teachers just need that like yeah. time to just decompress. 100%. And this is like a part of like what... And who you are, Stephen. Like, I yeah. think that's really super fucking cool. <laughs> I appreciate cool. that, Liz. Thank like, you so much. on your teachers as well. Yeah. 100%. 100%. If teachers out there who are listening to this podcast want to reach out and put together a happy hour, I highly encourage reaching out to, as a female, sorry, shame, another shameless plug, but Good. Girls Pint Out. Girls Pint Out will go at, it doesn't matter the gender, really, a thousand percent. Like, Girls Pint Out will find a spot in Mesa. Chandler, Gilbert, yeah. Peoria, North Phoenix, Scottsdale. It doesn't matter. There are all these great little chapters out there. And it doesn't have to be girls pine out. It can be guys pine yeah. out. Guys can completely it's a, enjoy the it's a, uh, experience as it's well. A, it's, it's a great send-off yeah. for this segment. Of, of No, no, no. Of I let, don't shut up. Like, of letting okay. of letting people know. Yes, check in on your teachers. Uh, I know. Checking on Liz. I know. Personally, Jackson. <laughs> Are you doing okay over there? Out, no, I'm You're not. I just there. don't. I do. I do. This is. I know personally. Kids. A lot of a lot of teachers want to put on the brave face and say mm-hmm. everything's okay, but literally just check in on them. If it's not grabbing a beer, hey, let me grab you a cup of coffee. For sure. They got kids. Go watch their kids. Let them take a nap. Do something <laughs> no. like. Grade their papers it, for them. They are on a grind right now. But anyway, shout out to all my I teachers. Know. I love you guys. Uh, you guys all do a ton more shit than I do. I run around, play games, work out with the kids, and drink beer and eat pizza in my free time. But I oh, love you. Life. I love That's you guys. That's why you're kind of fucking cool. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are great. Wizard of Zog. Go follow him on Instagram, all the social medias, and all the great things. He's fucking cool, guys. Time for a fresh beer. All right. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Hey, welcome in, everybody. My name is Stephen Larson. I am co-hosting for Eric Walters for the Tap That AZ podcast. I am also known as Wizard of Zah on Instagram, local craft beer and pizza influencer. And I also host the Brewers Bracket every spring where we take 48 of the best breweries, team them up. We do a fan vote on my page. Uh, If you have a favorite brewery in the state, make sure you follow, vote for them, show support. And I am now joined by Lisa, Megan, and Kira. Kira's a dog from <laughs> Greenwood Brewing. Uh, Lisa, you're a Greenwood. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. Well, hello, uh, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, yes, um, my name's Lisa Greenwood. I am the head of sales for Greenwood Brewing. Uh, but whoop, also, whoop, uh, whoop. <laughs> really any hat that needs to be worn. Sorry, I totally do this on every single fucking podcast. This is Liz from Grand Canyon. Welcome back, Liz from Grand Canyon. <laughs> 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 I am fine. 
So before we go any further, I just got to let you guys know I do I lo- I absolutely love Greenwood. Thanks. And from my knowledge, it's the first female-owned brewery in the state. Not well, we're not the, we're not we're not sure for the first, but we're women-owned. Oh, okay. And well, I will, we I'll go on record and say that you're the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, the purpose pilsner you guys do is absolutely oh, killer. That's what I'm drinking right yeah, now. yeah, it's one of my one of my favorites. But anyways, before, yeah, you're welcome. Before we got sidetracked, uh, Lisa, Lisa. head of sales, Greenwood. Yes, head of sales, uh, Megan's uh, younger sister. Oh, you guys are sisters. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you might be able to, when you listen to this back, you might be able to hear it. Are you guys part of the Greenwood family? (laughs) We are the Greenwood family. We are the Greenwood family. Oh, keep it all in the family. Sick. Okay, awesome. So I I started with Megan last year as a... Grunt worker and then um, marketing head. Yeah. Uh, and now head of sales. Yeah. So. Fantastic. A grunt worker when we were starting <laughs> because we, we were had all grunt workers. 15 hour days bottling and canning. Oh. Yeah. Do you guys, so a uh, quick question before we get to yeah, yeah. Uh, your title, Megan. So all of the bottling and canning and brewing all mm-hmm. happens at the Roosevelt location? Okay. Mm hmm. Yep. Everything happens there. When we were opening, though, we were still renting space, kind of. Well, all of your listeners will understand yeah. contract brewing. Um, but we were contract brewing still at Freakin' Brewing Company, then turned Throne. Oh, yeah, and yeah, And so yeah. when we first started, it was Lisa, me, my husband, not my husband then, and all of Lisa's friends that yeah. were volunteering yeah, to my just work for beer. So is there a beer. is there a third sister that's the like the brew master? Oh, oh we wish gosh. she could come be the brew yeah, master. Yeah, we do have a third sister, but she has four tiny little kids. Oh. So. Four boys. She has I'm, no time to be a any, oh my. any anything. <laughs> She's head of household. Yikes. I got I have one and it is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Managing She's got four under 8 years old. Boys. Wow. All boys. boys. Yikes. Yeah. It's yeah. a wild house. So she doesn't have time to brew, obviously. Okay, so tell me a little <laughs> bit about a little bit about the story then. So yeah. uh, who's who's the brewer in the family? How did we get into this? Yes, so I'm I started the brewery I'm Megan Greenwood. I started um, Greenwood Brewing in twenty seventeen. We actually launched at Brought House, um, a oh, yeah. brand. By Goldwater, right? Right by Goldwater. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they were willing to let me sell beer, I mean not even sell beer, give away free beer yeah. at their patio um, to introduce the brand mm-hmm. of Greenwood Brewing. I was a home brewer. I'm from, I have a manufacturing background. Um, anyway. A, a manufacturing background, you just love drinking beer, so you were like, let's. Pair the two. Yeah, let's try to make it. And let's do it. That's yeah. And uh, so fast forward, um, I rented, I contract brewed at Freakin' Brewing Company for two and a half years while we were building Greenwood Brewing. Yeah. Um, but I didn't come from this industry. Lisa didn't come from this industry. Yeah. And um, so I, I, manufacturing is uh, is really what I got my degree in. I'm an engineer. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is just manufacturing, but it's with a, with craft. It's craft manufacturing. That's so it's... You know, you got to I can't I can't tell you how much I admire you because it's like that's, you know, there's there's so many people who are like me the the craft beer enthusiasts where you know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's our dream. 
Take one, sir. I gotta send my girlfriend. She's like enamored by you. <laughs> oh, what is it? Yeah, he's here. Tell her to tell her to come up. We got we've got a. Can I make a quick shout out? Yeah, go ahead. He wants to make a quick shout out. This shop forty eight. Adam and Kelsey, the most oh, wonderful. Yes. People in oh, yeah. Oh, we love they're them. So I didn't mention them earlier, and I feel bad because they're the most wonderful people. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we mentioned them when we had Liz and Jackson okay. on. No, I yeah. I just want to make sure I was mentioned. Yeah. No. Oh, Adam and Kelsey, we love you. Yes, I absolutely love Bottle Shop forty eight. Um, the original owner was a guy I used to work with at Kona Grill back in the day when I was working my way through college, but. Through the transition, met Adam and Kelsey, and I mean, it's a seamless. They're yeah, they're great people. Great people. And now Lisa. So when I started, it was like we were tiny. We had one beer. The mm-hmm. her story, which is on tap at Sit yes. right now. Uh-huh. And um, we, since we've grown to now, we have like I don't know. I think we have like twenty five different styles at this point. Yeah. Lisa has taken us and just grown us to. All over the valley, yeah, over 150 w- locations, and yeah, you guys are stores. you guys are super popular. Really? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, everybody I run into when you know, obviously everybody knows my infatuation with Il Bosco downtown. Oh, he's, you too. He's my yeah. He's my favorite pizza place. Uh, Jeff really? is uh, Jeff's incredible. Yeah. Oh my he, gosh. He was no, That's a big statement coming yeah. from the Wizard of. Yeah, Zone. he's he's been my number one for the last two years. Oh. Gosh. Yeah, so they're uh, they're incredible. But when people are looking for date night spots or looking for good pizza before a game or whatever, I'm like, oh, you got to go Il Bosco downtown. But before you do, I know they even have some of your beer on tap. But I'm like, just stop into Greenwood. Thank you. Super cute, super clean. It, it's just yeah. like, I don't know. It's everything I want in a vibe of like a tap room where it's just like, have a beer, relax. Well, I mean, it, it's it's an eclectic mix of... Super casual and calm on the inside. Meanwhile, Roosevelt Row is right behind you, and there's, you know, 100,000 cars that pass by your window, mm-hmm. you know, throughout a day. So it's just a nice little mix, and I just, I don't know. I appreciate that, like, calm chaos kind yeah. of vibe type thing where you don't hear the cars on the inside. Yeah. But in, I don't know. I, I think you, I think it's, what's great about it is it's kind of a little pocket park. Yeah, absolutely. Um because you can still be in the hustle and bustle of downtown Phoenix, but you can mm-hmm. enjoy it while drinking a beer yes. and relaxing. And that's what living, you know, that's what downtown living is all about. You want to be in the energy, but you want to sometimes <laughs> just observe it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's yes. a perfect spot. Yeah. We actually have QR codes for El Bosco in our brewery. So yes. They bring beer, or they bring pizza right out too. That's awesome. Shameless plug. There's a secret menu pizza. Called, I know. Called, I know. Shameless plug. Called the Zaw. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's a there's a there's a pizza on their secret menu called the Zaw. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a super. Gosh, I guess we're not even in enough. Yeah. I know. Come on, ladies. You gotta what start, is it though? Gotta, gotta follow. It's so it's is. like it's a meat pie. So it's got Italian sausage, oh. pepperoni, but then it's also got all the spices. If you like spicy pizza, uh, it's got calabrine peppers, green chili. Um, Oh, yeah. Serrano's, and then there's a hot honey drizzle on it's it as well. Right oh. oh, yeah, my it's incredible. Yeah, and then like spice. pair it Are with. Are there mushrooms on it? No mushrooms. I don't. <laughs> I don't do Thank mushrooms. God. I don't do olives. Oh really? yeah, yeah, me either. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those are my only two. Like, me nah, either. I don't do I those. Eat anything else on a pizza? That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no mushrooms, no olives. Like in life, 
not just pizza. <laughs> I love mushrooms. It's literally one of my favorite foods. So all you mushroom lovers out yes. there, I'm with you. So t- talk to me a little bit about um, when you guys first were getting the brewery off the ground or you were getting kind of tuned into your beer styles where... You know, you're brewing out of freaking, and you're kind of just letting people sample your stuff at Goldwater. What were your favorite styles then, and what are your favorite styles now? Has it changed? Probably not. I mean, I think I went through a whole roller coaster yeah. since then. Of Now, I drink a lot of Pilsners. Oh, um, lo- yeah, same. I'm drinking a Pilsner right now, the Greenwood Purpose Pilsner Club. Yes. Um, but... Because, I mean, it, to me, tells me a lot about that brewery. I just had a lager from it. Yeah, I th- I agree. I think that is a good barometer of a brewery when you mm-hmm. can taste their Pilsner, their lager, mm-hmm. and depending on where that's at, it, like, you go into a brewery and they've got eight hazies on tap and not much else after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like? not judging. I'm just judging. Well, I mean, <laughs> there are, uh, we just looked at our numbers from last year. What, was it this this weekend last year? Okay, last week, last year. Yeah. No, no, no. From January to March of this year, and our hazy IPA, our Warrior Hazy IPA, was double of our second I know. beer. It is so popular. It, like, yeah, I, and in beer sales from I, the number two. So those eight, those breweries that make eight. Hazy IPAs, they may know something we don't know. <laughs> yeah, know? I get it. Like, you can't ignore data, right? Yeah. Like, you can't ignore that it. so shocking. You know, me. as a business owner, I, I mean, I'm not a business owner, but I would assume that you've got to understand, you know. Well, that you was get, so you, you got to pander to the crowd somewhat, right? Right, right. Well, you you can't just make what you, what you want to drink. Right. But you can make what you want to drink. Yeah. But, you know, you got to go one way or the other. Right. You also, you also. I think a lot of times people underestimate the, their best beer because it's not their best seller. So I think our best beers are our Purpose Pilsner and our Soul Stout. I think that they are our best beers to the style, but our best sellers are neither of those. Yeah. I mean, our best. We do sell a lot of Pilsner. It's here. Right. That's it. It's yeah, on a lot of places. That, uh, sip and 36 below. Yes, but it is not just, it's just not what people are it, buying. Right, and I would say that a lot of people get caught up in, it took me a while to break this pattern too. It's like, I'm not going to go out and drink craft Pilsners for, you know, five fifty a pint. Yeah. When I can go, I can drink a hazy that's 8%. Maybe, you know, I get, I drink two hazies for before movie night or whatever yeah. we're doing before dinner. And now I have my medium buzz that I want right. rather mm-hmm. than like, oh, it's a four and a half percent Pilsner. And, but I've just got drink three. Right. I, and I've just gotten to the point like I just want something crisp. I want something clean. I want something familiar, something I know is really good. Mm-hmm. And if you kill the Pilsner game, which you guys do, is Thank you. Thank yeah, it's you. just, it's yeah. really easy for me. Yeah. I, I think that people are getting to the point. So I actually am the opposite. So I would rather have the 4.5% all day. Right. Because I can have a couple yeah. and be able to drive home. Yes. Whereas, like, if I'm having two hazies, I'm calling for a cab or calling Lisa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because... <clears throat> But and so that's why we make our Emerald Light Hazy Hazy IPA, yeah, which is a light 
and calorie light and ABV so that you can drink it all day and still like be able to function. Right. Because if you're drinking hazy IPAs all day, right. The, the you're, you're not remembering the, the night. So I kind of feel like as I'm moving towards like my late thirties, I've kind of matured with the Arizona craft beer scene where it's like, now all of these amazing beers and like even out of state beers that are coming in, like managing ABVs on like a drinking night is like a real thing. Mm-hmm. It started a couple of years ago where I was mentioning to a friend out at an event like, oh, no, I'm probably going to start off with like I want to keep something under 7% is how I'm going to pick what I want to drink off the board. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, no, really, that's just the way like you can't just drink whatever you want anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a, becoming more and more popular, you know, low yeah. ABV to no ABV. Right. Um, that whole market is just, it's starting to flourish. I wouldn't say that it's flourishing. I mean, it's it's the fastest growing it's market. It's on the cusp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the fastest growing market in beer is non-alcoholic and low-alcoholic oh, beer. really? Mm-hmm. It's the fastest gro- growing market. So tell me about your plans. No, I mean, I don't. Well, <laughs> Do you guys have plans I mean, it's to probably start? probably because everyone's just done drinking 7.5% right. hazy IPA. Okay, so then I, I'm speaking for the masses what I feel like. Okay, I'm honing in right now. I, right. Feel, I feel like... Um, I, think, um, I think that sometimes, though... So what I think is really interesting. That's, so um, okay, what I was asking was, is, are there plans to start brewing and packaging more low ABV stuff at Greenwood? Yes. We we package our Emerald Light now, mm-hmm. which is the 3.5%, 3.6% ABV mm-hmm. hazy IPA. So it's, oh, nice. it's light. Um, I think that I'm curious to see where the industry goes. Yeah. But for non-alcoholic beer... Okay, this is just like me shooting the shit with you. Yeah. But I don't I don't have any data around this app. Mm-hmm. But if so I grew up with no craft beer. She grew up she's ten years, almost ten years younger than all of us. She's a little <laughs> baby over here. Uh, she grew up with craft beer. Yeah. She went her her friends used to get craft beer. Tell tell them the story in six packs. From oh. the from the grocery store and uh. rate them. Oh, oh I nice! In college, yeah, I, we would go do the mix. The mix. Yeah, there's pack. like TikTok pages now of like uh, Randy rates beer. Oh, sure. <laughs> so we were doing that on our personal Snapchat stories, nice. where we're just like getting half drunk, and we're like, "Oh, this tastes like shit." <laughs> and then we're like, "Oh, this one's really good." Oh, Blue Moon, you two know, and a half like, stars. Have, okay. No, no, they, no, like, no, no, Blue Moon. We're, yeah. They're talking like craft. craft no, we did. You know? We got like really craft beer from like it was like the mix six. Oh, like. From the grocery store. Oh, okay. Out of their craft. So, like some Sierra Nevada, or are we no, talking no, no. Like, like. No, like. Like, like, uh, like independent like, craft. So we're from beer. Iowa. Drecker, Toppling so like, Goliath. Yeah, it would be Toppling Goliath. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Iowa would be like Exile Brewing, shout out. Like, okay. Um, just like the local. You were ahead of your time. But, like, we, and we, we would do that. But she's not ahead of her time because she is younger than us. Okay, she is way no, younger. No, 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 but there's, there's people that but are doing, have, have been doing that. So she was like the, 21. Right. The, okay, maybe you can't keep this on the podcast so you can edit this, this out. But some of the first beer I stole from my parents to drink uh, underage uh, was Sam Adams. A Sam Adams mm-hmm. mix case. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, craft 
before. Yeah, yeah that's no. independent craft yeah, beer. Yeah, we know? all started on. So yeah, it was like that's what I was trying to. I, that was trying to hang with all of the cute boys in my high school. Mm-hmm. I was trying to just down some really. You're drinking, yeah, Sam Boston Lager. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like their winter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. the winter warmer or whatever it yeah, is. I was yeah, like oh, this is so yummy. <laughs> well, I'm totally that beer girl. Yeah, like, I'm that girl. <laughs> well, and that was some of the first beer that I tried to, like, get yeah. myself to, like, besides Bushlight, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Right. Bushlight, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, we, okay, so I grew up without craft. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, okay, my age group is in the mid-30s. Right. Okay, so... We grew up with no craft, and then as I was getting out of college, it right. was... Kilt Lifter, Killian's Irish Red. Boston Beer Company. Yeah. It's, that it's, was really where I first yeah. saw mm-hmm. that, was yeah. like late in Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Yingling. I didn't yeah. even see Yingling. But Sierra Nevada, Boston Beer Company. Those were like the two big beers. Yeah. We also grew up in rural Iowa, so like we also didn't have access to a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, so, okay, so we are... Now you've got the craft beer drinker women that are getting into their age of having children, and they love craft beer. Oh, true. I see. Where I see where you're going with so this. So she still wants a beer yes. with her barbecue and her hamburger and her, I, you know, yeah, anything. Pizza. I see where pizza. you're going. Yeah, yeah. And so she still wants that non-alcoholic beverage right. that's delicious mm-hmm. and. And she that remind that reminds her like don't lose your shit right the end she's is near like, right? yeah she's like I still want a freaking beer right or even when the even when the baby's there and they're you know they're they're still having to yeah to, to care for their bodies to, yeah yeah. Right. yeah like and breastfeed yeah. and everything one hundred percent so she you know but she has to monitor that or she, you know she wants to yeah and so that's where I think a lot of this is coming in I agree is because because she the, still the, wants the women to have yeah the women have gotten into it quite a bit. Right. Because I want to still drink a beer with my barbecue yes. if I'm pregnant. You know? Yes. Like, or if I'm camping or if I'm going on the boat, I want to, like, I want to partake. I want to have fun, too. Well, and I think, you know, I, I agree with you what you're saying, but it's also, like, now I'm thinking, like, those days slipping in one of the non-alcoholic beers. That's what I mean. As, like, yeah. As, oh, yes. a, As a... Uh, you know, an in betweener. Right. You know, oh, I had a right. let me let me slam a little six six ounce bottle of water, right. and then I'll drink a non alcoholic, and then I'll go back to what I was exactly. doing. Exactly. Especially if you're like, if you are like on the boat all day, somebody has to say, "Dude, sober. what our what our parents were saying is real." <laughs> like, age catches up with you. You can't totally. do what you used to do right. all the time. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's it is the fastest growing market in beer. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Outside of seltzers, which we don't even know where they live. Yeah. You know. Do you guys do a seltzer? We don't. Okay. Not yet. Okay. We may. Is that foreshadowing? Maybe. To be continued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, ask, ask Kristen. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to do a non-alcoholic beer. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I'd love to be just to. Uh, there's just not a lot of options. Mm-hmm. And like there are zero breweries in Arizona that make yeah. a non-alcoholic beer. Okay, now talk. Right. To, how long have you guys been open? As far as I know. Sorry, uh, how long one year. It's one one a full year, over, right? Over a year. Um, over a year. Talk to me a little bit about the trajectory of when you opened and what your expectations were and where you're at now. Oh gosh. 
ask you that question first. Well, so I came in uh, two months before we opened, and I've, I've been with Megan on this journey since the conception, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a younger sister and just fan, I was like... Right, it, the whole thing there's a little clouded just, judgment, right? Like, you're like, my sister's going to kill it. It's right, going to be awesome. Course. To me, it's like, this is badass. This yeah. is amazing. Um, you know, you don't, you don't think of it in the way of the numbers of, a, of an actual business right. in that way. I still don't, truthfully. So mm. <laughs> I, I'm more of still, I'm still in that part, which I think is also good. Yes. Good for all of us. Good for yeah. all of us that, like, I'm still kind of in that fan mindset, you know. Who's like, this is still, like, we're, yeah. besides your, you know, your family. Right, you're still living out your dream, right? Yeah, so, so I'm, I came on, I, this is not my background, really, and so I came on to just be the, be the cheerleader at the support and, and wear whatever hat needed to mm-hmm. be worn, really. Um, so... Now what was your actual movie? Yeah, yeah, right, well, so, we're, so going yeah. into it, it was like, this is going to be huge. And so now now that I'm going day to day and I'm like basically mm-hmm. door knocking and just asking people if they know who we are, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, eh, they, they kind of know, right. they the- kind of don't. But I think, I think that originally was my first, like, you don't know who we are? Yeah. Like, this is my whole life. Yes. Um, and then the second part of it, though, is that, like, we have the capacity to grow into a really, really, um, I mean, we are, I think we are amazing. Of course, I'm sitting here, I want to say, yeah. I, you know, we are amazing, but we have the capacity to grow into something really amazing in a business, like a small mm-hmm. business that can grow into something really amazing. So I'm not the owner, so I don't look at the nitty gritty. Yeah. So I get to live in this little fantasy yes. land. And, that's you, and you primarily, you, you run social media, do sales. Yeah. Not even really social media. Mostly just sales at this point. But yeah. But I, my expectation versus reality is actually not that different. But I'm also not the one leading mm-hmm. in charge, you know? Yeah. So, but we need that. You know, you have to have that cheerleader. You have to have that person or people that believe in what you're doing. Otherwise, what the hell are you doing it for? Absolutely. So, I mean, that is so important. And we realized this even this week more than ever was we have to be like, Lisa is the closest person to me than me. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you could duplicate. Yeah. It would be. And, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hello. But, uh, but, like, vice versa, too. You mm-hmm. know, but, like, we riff so well off of each other. Yeah. It'll take us, like, four minutes to create this beautiful, like, articulate, back, like, can, like, wording on your cans, you know, like your paragraph. Yeah. And it's because like she know she's really good at what she's really good at and vice versa. So like together we're just a powerhouse, I think. Um but so I think even now it was like, wait, I need I need these people around me, our team, my team around me mm-hmm. that is going to help inspire us because 
that if you don't have that, it's like you're on this ship alone. Yeah, and it, um, it, it feels it's very uncomfortable. Right, and finding finding the motivation, and I, I sympathize with you a little bit about. So over the last year. My, what I've been doing is caught a lot of steam and I did a collab with the shop but they kept that all in house and they sold it and then when I did the State 48 one I basically became a salesman for them where I was reaching out to other places that I had connections with trying to get the beer inside their shop and then when I would come across somebody maybe I was cold calling or door knocking um, <laughs> it was like oh wait you don't know what I'm doing or like right. what's going on. Like you're a pizzeria who serves beer. I'm telling you, I can help you. Right, right, I can right. help you. I can help drive business. I promise you. But then like having to sell yourself, it, I don't know. It's some, sometimes there's some dark days and then some days there's some really, oh, you, I get you, that. like you feel really positive and the outlook looks really good. And then there's some days where you're like, I don't know. I still feel like the grain of sand. I don't know if, if what I'm doing no, is, you know. they're going to ask for you. Yeah. Yep, for sure. That's my attitude on it, at least. I love when Lisa says that to me because it's like, oh, you're right. We got to have that attitude. That is, that, yeah. that's a, pardon my language, that's that's a bad bitch attitude. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I like that. It's so I don't get sad. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, to turn that frown upside down, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. and it's like, it's true. Yeah. You know, if you feel passionate about it and I agree. you're going to keep working at it, yeah. you're going to grow. I agree. Maybe the people that you're door knocking on right now are not going to grow with you, but one day they're going to ask for you. That's a great way to look at it. And I think um, there might be some more relatable material where, I mean, you guys work in the beer industry, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, do you ever feel like the perspective is that a lot of people look at like you do something fun, right? And it's something that a lot of people love would love what they think they would love to do, but there's some grinding days. There's some not so glamorous days, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are like, "Oh, you've got it easy." Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way ever? Like that some people industry, that, that some people look at you like, "Oh, you've got it easy." I I think probably yeah, but I think the whole industry is the sexy industry. Like, oh, you get to drink beer each day. You get to right. taste beer happy hour all day, right? right? Like, you show That's, up at 8 to brew right. beer? Right, right, right. Truly, well, people are like, oh, you drink all day? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, actually, I wish sometimes that I wasn't drinking right. all yeah, day. Right. right. And there's, Have you seen my scale at home because of the yeah. day I'm drinking all day? Yeah. Yeah, I drink all day. That's a real problem here. No, I... I I agree, but that's that's the whole industry. Right. It's sexy. Beer is sexy. Yeah. When I used to sell electrical equipment. That's very not sexy. But, like, in beer, even in brewing, we had such a difficult time finding our assistant brewer because so many people wanted to be in the industry, but it's a freaking hard job. Oh, yeah. Brewing is a hard job. It is hot. It is wet. Yeah. It is early. We start at 5. Yes. At least five o'clock every morning yes you're cleaning you're cleaning most of the time more than you're really brewing you're handling kegs you're lifting 55 pounds mm-hmm. multiple you're playing with boiling water basically. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no so it's um it, it it seems so sexy uh until you actually dive in and, mm. and then you're like okay but no matter what, we're still in beer you know we're still making beer so right as much as like you have to be like Oh yeah, it's a hard job. It is a hard job, but we make something that makes 
people smile and have right. a good time. And everybody's looking forward to it on the end of whatever their work day right. is, or work week is. Right. You know. Right. And whatever their jobs look like. Their jobs are hard. Their jobs, they trudge through the shit too. Right. Yeah. At they least we do. make them a product that they can enjoy right. Right. at the end of it. Right. Shout out to all the teachers. That's my day job. Yes. There <laughs> yeah. Our so. sister right. too. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, we were just talking on the with the last group of just, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I brought it up about how you guys, what you think the public perception of brewers is. Because so my day job, I, I teach PE and I coach golf and it's everybody's like, ah, oh, it's got such an easy job. You know, oh, you've got it easy. Oh, boy, you really had it figured out, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, I love getting up at 530 in the morning, going and teaching high schoolers till three. And then going out in 115 degree heat from three to six every day. Yeah. yeah. No, I, right. yeah. Right. And, and spraying bug spray on myself, right. you know, from three to six. And then trying to teach somebody how to hit a golf ball. <laughs> right. It's just, yeah. And then coming home to a three year old kid and having energy for that. It's like, no, it's not, it's not all, it, there's still work. Everybody's working. Everybody's grinding. And right. nobody's got it easy. But right. yeah. I appreciate what you guys are doing, and it looks like you guys are having an awesome time doing it. Yeah, well, you got to have fun doing whatever you're doing. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter what that is, if it's teaching and teaching PE and yeah. or teaching golf, whatever. It, you, at the end of the day, you get to choose that. That's yeah. your choice. Everybody has that. I think that's something that I really try to do with our team, and I don't do it well enough. But one thing that I, I do is talking to them about that what they really want and mm-hmm. understanding that because a lot of people don't know that and it's really important to get to know that I talk, we talk I talk to Lisa about that all the time because nobody actually asks you that your whole life mm-hmm. and you don't actually have any freaking clue because you're like I just went through school I learned a bunch of math that I'm never going to use <laughs> and uh, physics that I'm never going to use yeah and and then you're like, okay, now what do I do? Right. But so like, so then you just, you end up in a, in a job or wherever. And you, then finally one day you're like, maybe this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. So half of our team is, is this, this is their first bartending job Yeah. because they, and they came, some of them have master's degrees. All of them are in their like upper twenties, mid thirties. Mm-hmm. This is like their fourth career you know, that they were like, I realized at the, like, as I was working my desk job doing this thing, that this is, I hate it. And I don't want to spend my days like this anymore. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, I was the same way. Not that I hated it. I, I actually loved it, but I'd learned what I was good at. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a builder. I like to build. That's what I do. And this was something that I was building. And once you figure that out about yourself, mm-hmm. it's like... The freaking world is your oyster. You can 100%. do whatever you want. 100%. And so many people don't even know because they haven't worked on themselves like that. Yeah. And so that is what I try to do with everybody on my team. Is even I'm not naive enough to think that I'm going to have all of them you're forever. Like, oh, you're all going to stay with me. You're going to be forever. my. You're my little family. No, right. it's no. like I want to see you go out into the world and do great things. Right. And I want you to figure out what you right. want to do. And I want you to come back here on your Friday nights, have a pint, right. tell me your stories about right. your day. Right. Oh. I, it's so important. It's such crucial, yeah. important work. So tell me about, you guys are one year in. Right. Five years from now. Yeah. What does Greenwood Brewing look like? 
that's all you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you want to do you want to distribute outside state yeah. lines? Do you oh, want to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, like, do you want a second location? What? Uh, where? What? What's your trajectory? What are you looking at? So we will only this will. So as long as Greenwood Brewing, as long as I'm the owner of Greenwood Brewing, mm-hmm. we are only going to have this one location. M- manufacturing is my forte. I. Yeah. That's the part of this that I love. I have joint like started this like become this marketing person yeah. in our company <laughs> that I also love. But like we were, had a conversation with Total Wine a few months ago, and the woman oh. at Total Wine was like, "Which we are in, thanks to Lisa." Yes, um, that's a killer yeah. killer deal. Yeah, and so she was like, she was talking to us about how all the breweries that come into her space. Um, didn't actually think about ever being in a place like Total Wine when they started. Right. That is why I started. So originally, and, and I've talked to Eric about this multiple times, so this is on many podcasts, um, but originally the, the Greenwood Brewing stemmed not just because I wanted to start a brewery, but because I felt like women were being underrepresented in the beer industry. And, and just and that's that's facts. Under marketed to yeah, that's like facts. nobody's actually thinking about her when they're creating their product. But what I found though was seventy eight percent of breweries were owned by only men, so mm-hmm. it made sense that the majority of beer that was being manufactured or being brewed was thinking about a man in mind because they're thinking about themselves as right. a consumer, just yes. like I think about myself right. as and a I, consumer. If, I'm gonna just stop your tread there real quick yeah. because I, I'm one hundred percent with you, and I think that. Everybody looks at the beer community and the beer producers as they have to be male. They have to be male. And then 95 to 100% of the people advertising, if you look at like social media and marketing and everything, it's all women. Yeah. And it's just, it's complete lopsided, unbalanced, unfair. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's 100%. Yeah. So I'm with. But it's, I feel like there's, there's places for everybody. It depends on what you want to do and all that. But, um, but I felt like no one was actually thinking about her as the consumer of a product, which is so important. Right. Even, okay, so we met the, the marketing person from Michaela Walter, who became a really dear friend of Lisa and mm-hmm. I. Um, but <laughs> she used to market for Michaela Walter, and yeah. she told us that Michaela Walter wasn't, which is the only beer that I know that markets to women, or I thought. Right. They were they were trying to get more men to drink their beer. Right. They didn't even know. Well, they they were marketing. Yeah, they were marketing to women because it's like, oh, it's a hundred calorie beer. Well, we thought they were marketing to women, but they actually were trying to get more men to drink their beer. So they were targeting their market efforts, marketing efforts Mm -hmm. to men. Okay, so that was really why I got into it. But I'm. I used to work. I worked for Whirlpool, Procter and Gamble. John Deere, mm-hmm. Eaton Corporation for a long time. So all, my history is in producing a product. And what freaking better product to pr- produce than beer, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Right. right. That is the <laughs> best. That is the best product you can make on earth. Okay. So here we are. Uh, the goal is to be in the hands of people outside of our brewery. I want them to come to our brewery and experience our culture and know who we are and meet our team. Mm -hmm. That is so important because everybody on your team is a direct representative of you. And if you don't think that, you are uninformed somewhere along the line. You need to start looking at your team. 
but they are directly representing me, Lisa, our head brewer, Kristen, everyone. Kira, our 14-year-old pit bull behind us. Okay, they're, okay so they're... So that is where they're going to experience our culture. One place, Roosevelt Row, downtown Phoenix, and then everything else will be in your home, mm-hmm. on your boat, at the be- at the beach, at while your bachelorette party. Oh, oh, the while you're hiking, <laughs> we got the Kira pu- wants to yeah, be part Ki- of it. Kira wants to She's jump like, up in. I'm here too. Kira's like, I'm all in on this. I'm in. I hear Megan going on her soapbox. I'm gonna go up there and. Kira like, I think she I was here own. before any of you. Yeah, she yeah. supports the dream. Well, you guys have a you have a beautiful place on Roosevelt Row. Like I said, every time I'm I'm down there, it's always stop in for a pint, do something, just sit there because as you guys know, in the business with, you know, with that pizza, beer, marketing, sales, talking to people, it's always go go go. So anytime I can pop into Greenwood and it just feels like you know, Phoenix is bustling now, but it's a nice little place to just Calm down, have a pint. Yeah, um, it's so chill. I yeah. appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. I'm so excited to see what you guys do in the future. Um, thank yeah. you for being on. Thank you oh, for having us. And it was thank you. So super, super nice to uh, meet you. Yeah, you too. And I can't uh, wait to eat all the pizzas. Yes, you, you gotta follow. You gotta follow the list. Uh, that's number one. Uh, support. We were, uh, we were in your draft. You're yeah, yeah. Draft. So, I that. so the oh, yes. the, the oh my god, that was you. Yes, I, I, I messaged you multiple yes, times. Yes, I run the Brewers okay. bracket. You I put us against Dark Sky. Come, I on. think I, I do. I do. Uh, so listen, I do. Dark Sky's like really good. I know. I, I I do think that you may have thrown some shade at me. No. <laughs> now that I remember that you were no. like, oh, Dark Sky. <laughs> but here's the thing: I was are, like, are you Dark Sky really? Megan. Megan, are you are you a fan of sports? I love sports. Okay, so typically what they'll do when you're creating a bracket yes. is the big dogs all get the top seeds, yeah. right? And then the newcomers. So like you are, you guys are year one. So mm-hmm. you're like, you know, new kids on the block, right? So you get the you get yeah you get the lower seed. So you have to kind of compete or be the underdog. To get up there, but hey, as the right, we so as as round. as you guys progress and everything goes up, then then your seed and your matchup, like going into like this year, just off the top of my head, it would be like, well, you wouldn't get matched up against Dark Sky, You'd, like a similar production value, or somebody who's been doing something like a smaller brewery like that, or like right. Prescott Brewing. Like now, it's not. Hey, you guys were year one, okay? You guys were year one. Like, no, that's why I was like, Dark Sky. How did we get against Dark Sky? No, no, no. I think it's awesome what you're doing. I thought it was brilliant. So much fun. It was. It, fun. it was so much fun. I paid so many of my friends to vote for us. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's uh, that's really the fun of it too. Is like, yeah, I I, I I host it, but really it's like the craft brewing fans of Arizona get to get together and vote for their favorite brewery during uh you know March Madness where the yeah, basketball so cool. the basketball tournament's going on and I just I I came up with the idea when the first tournament got canceled for COVID yes. and it caught like wildfire and I mean that's probably the reason I'm here talking to you now is that was uh so cool it is fu- it was such fun. a fun idea super fun such and then I'm just joking with you and I end of well uh, all right uh, so while here. we're <laughs> while, while we're joking so the end of year two uh yeah. the shop one year one 
end of year two, they lost in the championship, and they were like, oh, my gosh, it was so fun. Uh, let's brew a beer together, and let's crowdsource it where we can find out what the market wants, just like you did with your fan vote, and we'll brew a beer. Um, and I'll let you guys know the opportunity's there for you, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. When so, we win year yeah, three. Thank yeah, you. or not even, that. not even when you win. Just oh, when no, it, no, when we win. My uh, all, yeah. Right? When you win, when you win, or I whenever. This is a full stop right there. Yeah, yeah. When we win, stop. When you win, ever stop. Uh, my, win. my services are always available. <laughs> well, we all know and love Jeff. Yes. Yes. We. I'm this sure. Is what really, truly brings us together. Yeah. yeah. Jeff from Alaska, what's up? Love you, Jeff. We know you're listening, and we love you. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So much fun. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks I appreciate you so much. Thank you.